This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. I just thought about um, what's that? This is uh, the first. Well, this is the episode that's going to be uh, the Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, because we yeah. not we not yeah, I mean, recording. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's this or die. <laughs> um, I didn't think about that, but you know, hey man, I we, wonder what uh I would talk about on air. We get into all this shit, man. Hang on, dog. Uh, I mean, it's kind of we it kind of relate. We got family. You know what I'm saying a lot of family talk with that. I'm saying um around Thanksgiving. Yeah. I typically binge watch a show. Mm. Last Thanksgiving, I binge watched seasons two through the end of Different World. I just skipped season one. Um, yeah, I get that. But like, I binge watch something, and um, I don't know what I'm gonna binge watch uh, the Yo, next couple of days. I got a show recommendation for you. I haven't finished it. I'm on episode five. It's one season, ten episodes. I'm halfway through. It's fucking nuts. I'm gonna get into it. We live. Yeah, we live. All right. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get into that a little bit later in the pod, but all right, just wanted to find this. Let's get into it. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. Born and raised on the playground is where I spend most of my days Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all Shooting some b-ball outside of the school When a couple of guys who were up to no good Started making trouble, Started making trouble with Antwood What up ladies and gentlemen, it's your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster I'm your host, Antwood, and this week in culture, episode 133 We got me, we got my co-host, Jay Johnson What up though, bro? What up? It's your man Jay Johnson, three one three, aka the Fresh Prince of Dre Road. What's popping? This weekend, culture, we bring to you none other than the review of the thirty year reunion of the Fresh Prince. Man, cinematic classic. I don't like when people say like black classic. Like this shit was a television classic sitcom. Man, I came to a realization um, sometime last week. Yeah, that I didn't want to admit. But I had to come to the realization. This shit better than Martin. Fresh Prince is probably <laughs> the best sitcom of all time. I bro. mean, like, I mean, like when you put everything on the scale, mm-hmm. like we know the cultural impact of yep. of different world and mm-hmm. different shows, but a show that encompassed everything, yeah, and was still able to be funny, yep. And I think it set itself apart because even though it wasn't a plot field, it still carried on a plot throughout the six years. All day. You know what I mean? All day. Every week it brought us back. Some episodes or some shows, you can just watch one show 
and be caught up and perfectly understand. Yeah. And to a certain extent, I think Fresh Prince did a really good job at doing that. You never felt like left out unless it was like one of those to be continued type shits. Yeah, yeah. But it still felt like it was carrying on an entire story. Yeah. And that's when I think you draw in more people and you get that long lasting um, impact because like you were entertained, yeah. you laughed, you cried, and you were told a story and you genuinely yeah. fell in love with those people. And when you talking about every single thing from guest appearances to people and what they did with their careers after, I I do really think that it's one of those goats. Oh, 100%, man. And, like, and, and possibly V. I I I look at the Fresh Prince and I see a modernized version and and not even just modernized, but an upgraded version of what maybe the previous era, um, and what I mean by that is the kids prior to us got from the Cosby show, like where it was, you see this successful black family. This was not a sitcom that was just a black kid from the hood moving in with a successful white family, which they had already done with Webster and them type show, different strokes. Like we already had that. This was... Black family, black excellence, black prominence, but on a scale where you literally cared about everybody in the family. Like, you cared about every character. When you go to, like, the Cosby show, like, so I ain't give a fuck about Sandra. I take. I think niggas be gassing the Cosby show on the wrong, on the wrong premise. Because, mm. like, I watched that shit growing up. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah, 100%. Um, I was, a, sure. I was a giant Bill Cosby fan. My dad had all the Bill Cosby records. I listened mm-hmm. to his comedy albums. And I thought that shit was just funny. Like growing up, I never put any cultural significance on it being a black family. And like, as we got early older, everybody came with the think pieces and they hold it so high regard because all that shit out the window, just as a show, I thought that shit was really just a good ass TV entertaining. Right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have any of that. Yo, this is a black family. You can be alert. I didn't give a fuck. My dad was to work for the water department. Like I don't, and that's why I said the generation or the the era prior to us, because I feel like for us it was just entertaining. It was funny. Everybody loved Felicia Rashad. It or not, I kind of compare it to. I kind of compare that shit to Good Times, the Cosby's. No, oh, Fresh Prince, Fresh Prince. Like clearly there wasn't no um, no one moved. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, you had the same type of characters that yeah. you had. Like, clearly, Will was JJ. I'm not trying to make an exact yeah, yeah. comparison. Um, Just kind of their dynamic within the family. Like, yeah. think about, like, almost all the characters kind of fit. <laughs> like, uh, Florida uh, was clearly the emotional support. Yeah. Held everything yep. down. And the first on Vib was kind of that way. Um, I see that. You had the sister. You had a little brother. You had, like, the, like, it was, I saw that, like, I think one of the one of the reasons why I think Good Times is like really high up there for me, mm-hmm. classic top three, top five, because like I I watched that shit as a kid and it was old then. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like growing up in the Good Times, like I respect Good Times and and I I respect what the initial premise of the show was, but really after James died and I don't remember how many seasons there were after James died, but I kind of. I don't really prefer those episodes. Like I enjoyed when the full family dynamic was there. Um, and, and to your point, that is one of the first shows. We also had two two seven. We also had um, uh, the Jeffersons, where there were black parents in the household. Um, 
But again, when when you get down to Fresh Prince after your two two sevens and Good Times and Jeffersons and Cosby, I feel like this was like the culmination of what all of those shows were trying to do. It was a funnier in one. show. It was funnier. I think it was better acted. Um, and it didn't feel Fresh Prince feels timeless. Where those shows, even if you can watch them and enjoy them, they feel dated. You know what's so interesting is, um, Good Times specifically. Mm-hmm. Though it's so long ago, the same themes that's going on in Good Times are going on right now. Mm. Like, yo, they talk about the alderman or the the, the crooked yeah. politician or yeah. people that's out of work, and like it's the same thing. So much so, in fact, that like when they did the recreation of it with um Tiffany Haddish and everybody, uh-huh. they're like it still was still funny, it's very relevant, and it's still fit. very culturally relevant. And that's another place where, again, where I think with a Cosby Show, where that was. It's heralded, rightfully so, as one of the greatest shows um, ever, but also one of the greatest shows with its depiction of the black family. But where I think Fresh Prince kind of supersedes it is, again, the cultural relevance just felt more timeless on Fresh Prince than it did on the Cosby's. Like, I, I get the themes that the Cosby set in. I get that it set up a different world, but I just feel like with that going off in 92 and Fresh Prince season three or season two starting around 92, I just feel like that's when it just took off and, and it created like a whole new show thing. Get enough credit for just being a funny show. Yeah. Everybody go directly to yo black people like niggas like white folks wasn't watching the Cosby show because they had a black family. They thought that shit was funny. And to, for the most part, I did too. Rudy was cute. Freaking. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, and, and fucking uh, Raven Simone yeah, was on like there was doing a, her thing. Yeah, like the all this shit with Theo and Cockroach. The, like this shit was funny. Yeah, but like it seemed like whenever that shit is brought up now, it's it it's always got to be about the blackness and shit like that. Which I'm, I mean, yeah. y'all know me. I'm a I'm a black motherfucker. But like, yo, give us some credit for being funny, and I want I want these shows to be judged on an equal playing field yeah. and the best way to, to judge everybody on an equal playing field is relate that shit to funny. And that's where I think, again, Fresh Prince kind of, that's why I feel like it separated itself from whatever you might compare it to, whether it's a Good Times, Cosby's, whatever, because it was like, yeah, niggas just like the Fresh Prince. Like, yeah. there was, you don't, yeah, obviously you can add the black pieces to it and it was such a, like, they never ran, especially during the first three seasons with the uh, first on Viv, Janet Hubert, they never ran from the blackness of that show. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, even the mm-hmm. scene where she going off on Will talking about, nigga, you could wear the T-shirts, you could wear the hats, but we was there. We marched. Uncle Phil telling him, like, nigga, I heard Malcolm X speak. I, I read every book. Speak. Like, like <laughs> they was going off, and it's like, you know, that's they definitely kept it real, the cross colors, the outfits, all that shit. But it's like, when you look at it now, just watch it because it's good, man. It's yeah, great it's fucking television, dog. Yeah. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed this review. We're going to get into it, obviously, but really just want to salute that entire cast for, for even coming together because I didn't think I would enjoy that as much as I did, like, to be honest. Even when we was like, yeah, we're going to talk about a review. Like, I was like, eh, I'm cool. I, I know we kind of, we reaching everywhere for content right now, so I felt like this was going to be, Potentially a reach And then by the end Nigga I'm wiping my whole Fucking face I'm in that bitch crying 
It was no, this, this was really gonna, good. Dog. I know this is going to provide us some good content. Yeah, and man. I, and I do want to talk about a few things. We oh, I definitely got some things so, written down, man. You know. And we're going to get into all of that. Uh, before we do get into the Fresh Prince review, the first thing I want to say is rest in peace to David Dinkins, uh, first and only black mayor of New York City. Um, he passed today at the age of ninety three. Uh, he lost his wife Joyce like three and a half weeks ago. She was eighty nine. Um, and while he was mayor of New York City, they created Fashion Week, Restaurant Week, and he signed a 99-year deal with the U.S. Tennis Association for New York to hold the U.S. Open, which brings in more money than the Yankees, Mets, Knicks, and Rangers combined. So David Dinkins, first and only black mayor of New York, rest in peace to that brother, um, Howard alum, Good all-around dude. He tried to get some things done in New York that were obviously met with uh, the same type of contention you would expect for the first and only black mayor of a city like New York. And 99 then nine years, yeah, man. And then uh, shit after he lost his uh, second election to Rudy Giuliani, man, his political career kind of went left. But he did some great things in New York, and he attempted some great things, even if they didn't go through. So rest in peace to David Dinkins, man. Uh, Dave Chappelle and Kevin Hart released two different types of content. Um, let's, let's start with Kevin Hart cause we got a lot to get into with the Dave Chappelle piece. Uh, I know you watched that about a week ago. We, we text about it and, uh, I caught up with it over the weekend. How'd you feel about the Kevin Hart special, man? No fucks given currently streaming on Netflix. Um, we kind of alluded to it last week. I was anticipating this special for quite some time. Um, because he said it was coming. He said a more a darker, less family-oriented um, special was coming. This was probably about, shit, probably about a year and a half, almost two years ago now. Um, and I was expecting, I was like, yo, we about to hear Kev, like, raw. Go off. Like, fuck these bitches yeah. and shit like that. So I was happy. Um, I thought it was extremely dope for him to shoot a special inside of his home. Mm-hmm. Um, and take advantage Love of that porn. idea. You know what I'm saying? Love that idea. Because I mean, when you in, in real life, when you watch a comedy special, you're only watching them walk around 10 to 15 feet anyway. Yep. yep. Um, Might as well do it at the crib yeah. and, and keep your content going. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that was extremely dope, and um, thought it was was shot very well. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Like the whole idea of all, and I was looking forward to it. Um, I'm a Kevin Hart fan. Yeah. Same. Um, I'm not one of the the people who be like, yo, Kevin Hart ain't never been funny. Fuck him. He this. I'm not one of those people. Um, I think Kevin Hart is funny. I've yeah. always thought he was funny. Um, it's just wasn't his best stand up. Yeah. This particular one wasn't his best for me. Uh, but yeah, it just wasn't his best for I'm, me. And I'm going to ask you a question before I get into uh, to what I thought about the stand up. When did black people start hating Kevin Hart? Like, when did that happen? It was women after he cheated. Mm. And then that's it. It was it was over. <laughs> he just never going to be funny again, no matter what. No matter and, what. And that's, I feel like that's the position he's in now, where it doesn't matter what he get up there and say, what he get up there and do. And and again, I'm on the side of this wasn't his best stand-up. Um, it was okay. For me. Yeah, yeah, for me. That's my opinion. Some people yeah. say it was funnier than his most recent. Yeah, yeah. And that's... Hey, if that's how you felt, that's how you felt. And you know what's so funny is, uh, no pun intended, I thought it was humorous. I understood the humor and all the mm-hmm. jokes. It just mm-hmm. never, nothing in it after the first five to ten minutes made me laugh out loud. See, but, like a, <laughs> like, oh, shit. 
See, it took me after about the first 15, 20 minutes to have my real out loud laugh. Like, I felt like he kind of came out a little slow to me. And then it was some content in the middle. I can't remember the exact jokes. But I was like, oh, shit, I really laughed at that. Like, And I kind of felt good that but I did. Also, ain't nobody did comedy since March. Facts. And stand-ups are- He ain't been able to work out like that material and then like and that's the thing dog like i mean it's the story when before dave Chappelle went on a run that he's on about him going to clubs in new york and working out his material and then kevin hart and chris rock being in the audience and saying like yeah we don't want to work our shit out and follow up on dave because dave clearly in shape and we not so it's like if he ain't had that chance to really get up on that stage and and do this at some small clubs before he put on his actual special it might not hit i'll tell you what though I'll tell you what, <laughs> Jeezy voice. Um, when did black people start hating Jeezy? <laughs> when he stopped making good music. So about 2010. And then. So last 10 years, people have not liked Jeezy. The follow-up is when did Detroit? And I think the answer to that is last week, nigga. Because Detroit just left my nigga. Well, I don't know. It's, some nigga. Anyway. What, yeah, what, what, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Hmm. How do I say this? Oh shit! Like y'all life, it can't be this bad, right? <laughs> like it can't be this bad. Like I, I, I literally see people like, man, I'm so glad that y'all finally are seeing that Kevin Hart is not funny. Oh, I can't stand. It. I'm glad everything is catching up with him now. Niggas is miserable. Why bro. are you glad? Let's just say. Let's just say, and I'm not saying this, let's just say this was the quote-unquote downfall of Kevin Hart. Yeah. Why would you be so happy for that? Why are you glad? One of the homies, and shout out to my dogs, this is my dog, but that nigga literally wrote, yo, Kevin Hart, it's time to retire. And I'm like, fam, he just had the number one streaming like content on he Netflix about to retire for now, like by the way. three weeks or like three days and then it just fell to number two behind the crown but i'm like why would he retire when he's still making this type of money and getting this type of traction like make that make according sense according to him he said yo I'm, I'm about to be out at and, some and, and and that's understandable but saying he i'm about to be to, out actually. because i'm ready to retire and move into other shit versus saying i'm a retire because y'all don't think i'm funny like tell nigga, me a nigga fuck who, who been on top forever you can't find one can't find one and that's the thing man everybody who dave now <laughs> y'all said he smoked crack literally <laughs> literally y'all hold that the same stance y'all applaud yo that black man know his worth and da 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 y'all hold him for in 2003 when he didn't take the money y'all literally said he was stupid said he was crazy said he gotta be bipolar y'all was putting mental illnesses on the nigga all that because he said i know my worth and i'm turning down that money because i know how much i made you and what's so funny? Come on now. We'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, dog, I, I think about that shit. I mean, and, and Hove said it, dog. Uh was they love you, then they hate you, then they love you again. He said that, but he also said, die and be a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Everybody y'all love, Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle, uh, Jeezy, Cardi B. You niggas gonna turn on me one day. Y'all are gonna turn fam, I feel like they be turning on us now, nigga. I just don't know. <laughs> like I be getting comments after certain pods, like, yeah, I ain't like when y'all said that. I'll be like, we said it two months ago. And yeah, but y'all was better then. I'm like, all right. I be I be reading. <laughs> I be seeing. Like y'all like, your niggas gonna turn on me one yeah, point man. at one point. But I, guess what? I know it's coming. Guess what I'm gonna tell you? <laughs> Got zero fucks giving. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah, man. I just I I think about that shit. Like if 
if you stay in the game too long, man, it's like that conversation niggas have about like big or somebody or like yo nigga you died after two you know classics at the time um one of them didn't age quite well but had he kept going will we still revere him the same way and it's like probably not but not because his talent got worse because yeah. y'all niggas is fickle <laughs> like i be think i, I mean I've, I've made that argument too yeah, and yeah yeah i get it but i and that's the thing i don't maybe it is a talent thing and maybe niggas do start dropping flubs, but you also see somebody like Hove who, yo, 444 was fucking held to the highest regard this late in his career. That man 50-some years old, and it's like, I don't know. But at the same time, y'all turned on Hove at Kingdom Come. Y'all turned on him with the Beyonce shit. Y'all turned on Like, you turn on him at so many different, like, a hove turned on us with the NFL. Say like, no, I'm, I'm with always you. true. Facts, <laughs> facts, black facts. Um, but yeah, man, Kevin Hart zero fucks given. Here's my thing. You know what I hate that people do on the internet? I don't like when people say, like, if they see, say, I write a status, yo, Kevin Hart, that shit was not funny, and then somebody come on my status and comment. I'm glad you said that. I was just getting ready to watch it, and it's like, why don't you watch it? Go watch it. Like, get your own. This is my opinion. Like, don't base your opinion. I, I get where you might take a recommendation from our podcast based on the type of shit that we discuss, but, like, ultimately, I want you to go watch and see for yourself. I don't watch some, quote-unquote, bad movies that I enjoy. Fam, I watch bad shit 90% of my week. It ain't a lot of great shit out. <laughs> like, that's my thing, dog. But if if I don't think that Kevin Hunt, And here's the thing. I didn't think the shit wasn't funny. I just thought it was mid. It was mid. It was... And I told my man earlier, I'm like... It's something to turn on if you don't got nothing else to turn on, man. It'll it'll get you through an hour, but are you finna crack the fuck up? Maybe, maybe not. I didn't, but I didn't hate it. And I just don't get your opinions from the internet and then never support that black man. And then, then go out there and talk shit. That's what they'll do. They won't even watch it. And then, because you said it wasn't funny, they'll be like, yo, that nigga ain't funny. He ain't that shit was funny not years. funny. And it's like, fam, you ain't even looking at it. So go out there, get your own opinion. If you like it, cool. If you don't, cool. It was so funny. It was, no pun intended. Um, I didn't even say it wasn't funny. I, when I was trying to explain to people when I watched it, I was like, I just yeah. didn't laugh a lot. Yeah. And that's, I try to be very careful with the way I word um, anything about black content. And the reason I do that is because I know how much uh, we could lose that in a matter of like second, like keep saying Kevin Hart not funny. Make that nigga not stream the number one or two uh, streaming special on Netflix and then watch him not get a deal on Netflix no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like so oftentimes people that come up in the industry, they get blown up in the culture and then they cross over. Like black people will make you hot. Mm -hmm. And then once black people make you hot, the white folks will take you. Yep. And, and then we take that personally. And then once the black people stop fucking with you, then Hollywood be like, oh, black people ain't fucking with them. This is not cool no more. We're not fucking with yeah. them no more. So but, you got to be very careful what you say yeah. and how you how you use your platform because you could ruin it for a lot of people because Kevin Hart brings, puts a lot of fucking people on. That's a fact. And that's the, re again, that's, it's stuff like that that makes me careful in how I word my criticism of black content. Now, does that make his special funnier because he, no, no, it no. Don't. But guess what? I'm going to stream it. And make sure that I get my own opinion about it. Because if nothing else, I know my stream helped somebody over in his camp. And he put a lot of motherfuckers on. He put a lot of niggas who are like, like really black 
Like they These is niggas dog. And he putting motherfuckers on And he getting them jobs And he teaching them this industry Do you follow Spanky? Spanky Black like, <laughs> Real talk dog Like shout to Spank man. Naeem um, Naeem is really funny as hell I wish Hilarious. he could blow the fuck up Cause that's my nigga But um, Something else I thought about too man With the With the Kevin Hart shit Cause he got a lot of Flack about some of the content um, Specifically some of the way That he approached The cheating Accusations and in the video and all that, like some of the jokes he made in there were not met with like joking type responses on the internet. Niggas was killing him. He's a comedian, <laughs> and that's we've had this conversation before. Like, yo, it's my job to make the joke. If it don't land, if it don't, that's fine. But yeah. my, my, you got to understand. But I'm going the, to make light. The of it. purpose of it was me to make the joke. Yeah, and I also with. Kevin Hart specifically because he had the documentary right that covered um, his accident and the cheating part and all that was involved in there and then he included it in his stand up like he don't have to discuss his life with y'all nosy ass niggas so it's like when he do how are you then critical of how he does that shit it's just crazy dog but like folks got a, a sense of entitlement that I don't really understand entitlement to somebody else to somebody else's life and they business Tell me more so I can talk shit about you, fam. Man. Give me the more. Man, please tell me all the detail for detail so I can clown you and tell you you're not funny, you suck, wrap it up. Have you been seeing the interviews about the nigga who allegedly leaked the tape? Oh, his old homeboy? Yeah. Mm-mm. He got some new interview or new, like, recent shit or this from back in the day? On Comedy Hype. Okay. In the last two weeks or so. Oh, shit. He flipped it on Kevin. Wow. Said, Kevin, you should have called me and... Um, I, I just basically you were using this whole thing to to take attention away from you nah. and, and flip it. And I was like, and all the comments on Comedy Hype was like, "Yo, Kevin, a piece of shit." Like the 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 tightest turn, right? Fickle, dog. But I had to really like, yo, like I know this was what two years ago, but mm-hmm. like, like I was living two years ago, and I, I I watched this in real time. Kevin told on himself, yeah. Like Kevin What's funny This literally is in my stories right now like, And that's from the video Of him confessing Like Kevin told on himself Because he didn't want to be extorted Yeah He's like no man They made this whole extortion thing up So he can take 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 the The, 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 the publicity off of that No nigga We don't We don't We don't know that he cheated His wife probably don't know That he cheated Unless he tells Or are you trying to Because Officially the charges against him For one of the The like the extortion Or some shit got dropped Cause they didn't have enough evidence or something, so he acting like that means he's like not guilty. Yeah. Which I mean, well, you're not guilty. You know what I'm saying? Long story short, like nigga, if I didn't think somebody was trying to extort me, why the fuck would I get on TV and blow my shit up? Like, fam, I literally never had to say this. <laughs> like, if nobody was really, I wouldn't make up an extortion so I could come out and then nearly like end my marriage. And fam, did 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 you not had a tape? Like, I mean. I didn't put. I wouldn't personally put a tape of me smashing somebody else on the internet. No. I didn't do it. No. The woman from the tape trying to sue me. It don't look like she did it. Yeah. <laughs> like allegedly, you know. What I'm saying? I don't know. It's it's very weird. Um. And and again, I just stop feeling entitled to other people's business. That's the bottom line. That's where I'm at with that. Um. But salute to Kevin Hart. Go watch No Fucks Given if you haven't already. Get your own opinion on it. Let us know what you think about it, man. I again, we both thought it was it was cool. It was good, not great. Um. And even that, eh, it was kind of mid. But that's our opinion. That ain't got to be y'all opinion, man. Let us know what you thought. Like I thought the the part when he was saying like somebody rolled up on him and was taking pictures and shit of him. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, while he was eating. And he just started apologizing and shit. Yeah. Um, because he had just said some shit about him being vegan and did a, a donated some money and then he somebody take a picture of a nigga eating a Big Mac or some shit mm-hmm. like that. And then like somebody tried to flip that was like, yo, he was really alluding to <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah. Hey. Uh, like, the internet he, is weird. Dog. I thought he was talking about Cause he said he was vegan <laughs> Like The internet is weird I just I don't know man I know I talked about it A few pods ago But every day I find a new reason To just be less and less Entertained by this shit man Like real talk But On other uh, Comedian news Dave Chappelle Released some content To Instagram um, 18 and a half minutes Of content Called Unforgiven It's on his IG page Right now it's an 18 minute video of him telling y'all the quick version of his story and his issue with his show streaming on Netflix, which just hit. What was that? The top of the month? Um, I feel I like know, that was like was November it? 1st that was hit. It, was it last week? I mentioned that like I had watched like every single Dave Chappelle special like back to back yeah. over the last two weeks or so. I've been in a Dave mood um, and Dave. Is one of my favorite people of all time. 100%. Dave like, a real nigga. Y'all know how, like, I got love for Malcolm X. Like, he's one of my favorite people throughout history. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a bucket list of people I want to sit down and talk to. But Dave is on that list. Yeah. Right? Like, he's one of my favorite people. Like, human beings of yeah. all time. Um, He's on a different level right now. And not even just a, com- a comedy level. Because a lot of the um, pieces he put out, they're not necessarily comedy. Fam, Dave is not telling jokes right now, dog. Dave up there talking to y'all. Dave has earned the respect of like a George, a George Carlin. Mm-hmm. We know that George Carlin is funny, but in later in years, he used to get up there and rant to a certain extent. And you will listen. Yep. It's like Dave is like doing TED Talks. Yeah, literally. You know what I'm saying? And he's just like one of the most interesting people teaching, in the world. Man, he getting up there and he just talking to an audience and I can really appreciate it. And um I enjoy this so much because I love to see somebody um who the industry did wrong, um, who 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 figured it out on his own, came back, and now, cliche alert, is using this platform and using the power. To his own advantage. Mm. And, and the power is in the people. 100%. And like when you got the power inside of the people, when you can flex that, I didn't know what today's was about to be about. I didn't know what yeah. this was going to be about. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Even when you text me about it, I was like, oh, shit. Like, let me jump on it right now because I have I, no clue what I'm watching. And then I started to be like, yo, what's about? I was like, you know what? I said Dave putting his foot. Yep, yep. He drew a line in the sand. Yep. But I was like, I wonder if that's saying too much. You know what I'm saying? But it was vague enough. I'm like, all right, but it'd be yeah. cool. Because I wanted you to to to, to get yeah. an idea of what was going on. Yeah. Be like, yo. So if y'all if y'all have not watched it yet, um, spoiler stop alert, it. we're about to talk right now. So stop here. Go take 18 minutes to watch Dave Chappelle Unforgiven on Instagram. Come right back here. I just said stop and go. Yeah. So don't say we spoiled it for you. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, so let's talk about how he broke it down. First of all, Dave is, would you say, Dave, I know you you've said it on here and I said top three on anybody list. I ain't really rank them, but obviously one of the best comedians of all time. Facts. Facts. One Be- of the best communicators of all time. Best storyteller? 
That's what I. That's and that's what I. Because he got up there and told a story. I've been. Yeah. I've, I've been. I've, so, somebody, I kind of understood what he where he was going after a while because I got I kind of got to Dave like yo he's telling this story about a situation because he's gonna come back to this shit. it's gonna mean something yeah yep like this story about him as a kid is gonna mean something yeah this story about him as like this shit is gonna mean something and i was wondering like yo what the fuck is this about i know it's yeah about where we had it where yeah. we had it um, i was drawn in and he has a, a real innate ability to do exactly that right to pull you in to captivate you with a story and then you don't even realize you look up and it's been 20 minutes already before he get to the punch I just realized I just realized what it is. Hmm. So in my professional life, when I'm managing and coaching like employees or whatever, right? Yeah. You got to like identify something that's going on. Mm-hmm. Like be able to say, yo, this is it specifically. And in order for them to change it, you can't just say, hey, you need to change that. Yeah. You need to tell them what that sounds like. Yep. Yo, this didn't work. This happened because of this, this, and this. If you want this to be different, you got to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. When you do this, this, and this, you're going to get this result. And Dave walked us through that, and he walks us through that all the time. Yeah. So when he wants to explain an analogy, he puts you in it. When I go through and he's, he gives a story about Iceberg Slim mm-hmm. and um, a mileage on a hoe and go through that whole, that whole thing, yep. and then – you understand it now. Let me break it down and give you like it's it's masterful. He, he gives you the analogy, but then he teaches you how to apply it, and and he makes it make sense to his story. Community, like he's a wonderful communicator. Facts. There are a lot of different wonderful communicators. A lot of them are rappers. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are public speakers. Yeah, uh, who give your TED talks. A lot of them are pastors and preachers. Facts. Um, because once you can communicate with words, you can do you can damn near get a person to do anything. A lot of them are your groundbreaking politicians, your Kwamis, your Baracks. Like yeah. these are like they're orators, right? Like they get up there and they know how to talk to yeah. you, dog. Like somebody said the other day, um, talking about Barack, it was just like no matter what you might think about his eight years in office, he has it. Like he can talk. And draw you in. He can bring in an audience. Uh, Kwame, no matter what you think about Kwame, Kwame could pull in the whole city of Detroit. Fam, when Kwame used to come talk to my church, I ain't know what the message was for the day. I know what Kwame said. I left with whatever he said. And when I went home, that's all I thought about, dog. Fair, like, certain people got it, dog. Faircon is the same way. 100%. Um, uh, one of my other favorite people, famous or favorite peoples in in the history of history is like Khalid Muhammad. Yeah. He had a way of talking, a way of communicating that resonated with, with, with different people. So they're like the way he communicates is, is, is golden. Yeah. Um, the stories he gave about at 14 years old thinking that, yo, this three car money shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't peep how this shit worked. Yeah. I see the bent car, the whole nine yards. So like, yo, and niggas say he was like fucked up when he lost. Yeah, lost your life. Imagine having 60 bucks to your name, going out there, figuring you peep game. Because you ain't just jump out and bet. You watch and you sat there. Put your $60 down trying to flip it and make a play. Yeah. And then you got fucked up. And then dog told him that game. Dog gave him that game. Like, nigga. Well, then like, well, fuck it. 
Let me find out what the fuck is really going on. Yeah, yeah. Then I found out the niggas who was winning and 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 making all like hey, his friends. Yo, this shit is they in on this shit, nigga. I got took in Vegas like my first couple times out there, literally on some three car money shit, and then the little game with the ball on the cup got took, nigga for. A lot of money, dog, because I knew I knew. And I just watched all these other niggas win, and I just knew I had it. And then it was like, no, nigga, they're playing again. It's a trick, my nigga. So he say um, he seen a nigga about to go in there and, and put his money down. He jumped like, no. Yeah. Yo, this shit is a, this is what, this this typically happens. And I thought this was the metaphor he was doing, right? Yeah. Because sometimes we learn the game, and then, like, I'm the one that's saying, yo, everybody, yeah. the vaccine is fake. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You think you helping out, and you saying over this shit, and then a nigga grab you up. And essentially, he'd be like, yo, don't ever come between a man and his meal. Like, don't fuck up how I eat, dog. This is how I eat. You eat how you eat. But what you eat don't make me shit. Don't fuck up how I eat. Don't come over here and fuck up my game because you got took. Come on, cuz. It's a way that Dave says certain things when you know he not playing. Yeah. Like, yo, this is serious. He said, yo, he said the fear in my eyes and he gave me a lesson. He said, I was, I'm, essentially, I'm lucky yeah. to be 18 years old and, and learn this lesson because it take a, it take, sometimes you don't learn that lesson without a physical scar. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, you know, what kind of neighborhoods y'all from or, um, Things y'all didn't got into, yeah. but you can learn not. You can learn to shut the fuck up, quick. You know what I'm saying? Quick. Like in, in all it takes is one you, day. Like things happen, and you thought that you had control of yeah. this whole thing, and you can see how quickly things can get out of control, and how you can really get fucked up out here. Yeah. And it's like, yo, I'm glad I learned that lesson. Yeah. So he he learned the lesson, and then he talked about his joke. Being stolen Yeah when he was 14 yeah, yeah. Or 15, 15 years old 15 hitting the stage For the first time Just now working out His material Just now getting enough material To even get on the stage And um One of the Elder statesmen In the room A little more seasoned comic Asked him Yo can I borrow your joke I like that joke Can I borrow it And he told him Sure go ahead Borrow it Thinking he gonna do it for this set and this set only, and yeah, then, it's gonna get him booked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This to get him some, and then he do his own shit. And then they had another show, and dude went up before. And dog him. went up before Dave and went out there and just ran with the joke, told it off rip, didn't ask, didn't do nothing. So Dave checked him like, "Yo, nigga, like you can't just take my joke. Like, come up with your own material. I'm new here. I need my joke back. Yeah, I need my joke back. I don't have enough material for you to just be taking my joke." So dog said. Damn, my bad, dog. Uh, let me give you fifty dollars for your joke. And that was my joke. He was like, "Well, I kind of appreciate that and all, but like, hey, I, I can't don't have enough material for me not I can't to, be able to give say away that. jokes. Let me get trying to get some money." He yeah. was like, he said, "My man stood up, showed he was like physically imposing. He flexed on him. And he said, "What you gonna do? Cause I take it." <laughs> and. I thought that was important that he talked about how he stood up and tried to impose his will on him and flex on him and show his muscle because when he got to the ultimate punch, right, that's what these corporations do to you. They flex on you. They tell you how much more powerful they are than you and say, nigga, all right, we'll just take this shit. And that's what old boy did to him. So flip around. Obviously, we know the story um, about the dealings with Comedy Central. And, and what didn't happen after season two um, of the Dave Chappelle show. And we know that he wasn't being paid. 
have you ever seen the interview with Cat Williams when he was referring to yes. Dave Chappelle? Yep. He said they had a name. They used to call him um uh pilot boy mm-hmm. because he would always get pilots yep. and never actually get it. Yeah. And what's so interesting, and I was it was interesting that he used fifty dollars because everybody kept saying that he walked away from fifty million dollars. Mm-hmm. He walked away from fifty million dollars. He walked away from a deal that had a potential earning that was capped mm-hmm. at, at 50, 50 million, million. Yeah. which included your salary and DVD sales mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And Cat Williams had broke that down years yeah. ago. He yeah. was like, you stupid motherfuckers. Yeah. He didn't walk away from a $50 million. Like, he didn't get a $50 million check and yeah. say, hey, do the season. That's not how it worked. That was going to come through years and years yeah. of back Down end. the road, yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't that. Right? And it was based on the success of those two seasons. So if, like we just talked about, if at some point you have that fall off where the people stop fucking with you, now he don't see that whole 50 mil. And it was probably going to be based on the seasons. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. The number. Yeah. Hey, we offering you this 50. Because you we, did these first two under the old contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this 50 would probably yeah. include season three, four, and yeah. whatever. But it's like, yo, when the network, if these are max capacity successful seasons moving forward, they're going to make hundreds of millions. Oh, man. Hundreds of millions. It's a, it's one and y'all the, capping me at 50. Like, Still Right Now is one of the greatest selling DVDs of all time. All time. Shit, nigga. In the three and a half weeks it had been on Netflix before today being taken down, it was right up there, nigga. Everybody's streaming it again, dog. Only reason I haven't streamed it because I bought it yeah. on um, iTunes. Yeah. Um, so he pretty much was like, nigga, I wasn't making a lot of money there. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you if you kind of follow that story, you knew. Yeah. You knew. So knowing that, when I'm watching Unforgiven, I'm like, oh, where is he taking this? Because right now, other than the two uh, analogies he gave us at the top, what's the tie-in to, yeah. to, to how do we get there? So he breaks it down. Yo, I wasn't making no money. I wasn't getting, definitely wasn't getting close to what I owed or what I was owed. Wasn't really making much money, period. But CBS Viacom, they... They did what they wanted to do with my show, Com- uh, Com- Comedy Central, did what they wanted to do with my show, and then my show gets sold to Netflix. I don't see any money from that. This is still not beneficial to me. He also mentioned that like once it was over, mm-hmm. the industry yeah. you know, said I smoked crack and yep. said I was a devout, <laughs> which is interesting because... Cat Williams said this a couple years ago and then the same thing. He was like, y'all told, you mean a, a devout Muslim who won't even eat pork, bacon? Literally. Is going to go to Africa and smoke crack? Mm-hmm. And Dave, Chib- I thought he was going to mention uh, Cat Williams. Yeah, he could have. It was he, a place in there. Most of the shit that he said, Cat did say mm-hmm. in that in that interview that's on there. If you ever type in Cat yeah, Williams on and Dave YouTube. Chappelle. Yeah. Um, and... When you watch that video, you get the you. Some people look at the comments, you'll get the impression that Cat was crazy and he didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. He was one hundred percent spot on because Dave essentially uh, backed up everything he said. Yeah. Um, but he said, "Yo, niggas was like, yo, why don't you just go create another Dave Chappelle show?" <laughs> well, talking about the contracts and mm-hmm. perpetuity in the universe, yeah. he's like, "Well, why don't you tell a slave?" To go over to a different plantation. Run to another plantation. Be a slave over there. It's better over there. Because just like the three-car money game, yeah. I think all these niggas is in on it. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Hey. 
And now we starting to tie in them analogies. Yeah. yeah. And I even, like, I hate that, right? Like, again, all the shit that we currently applaud Dave for not doing back then, we lauded him for up until this very moment. Now that he getting on stage and telling you all these intricate details of why I am the way I am right now, nigga. Y'all hate Dame Dash, but he does 100% of the things that y'all claim that y'all love. All the time. All the time. Dame Dash is a serial entrepreneur. And niggas hate him for it. Let his beef My be with- My son got cookies. Cookies, nigga. <laughs> One of the greatest interviews of all time. Because I walked away not knowing if I was motivated or upset that I ain't, like, that, was that I was going to work. It was DJ yeah. Envy's fault, by the way. Yeah. It was 100% yeah. DJ Envy's yeah. fault that, that that even started that way. But you know what, though? Every, and this is an aside, but every interview that Dame has ever done starts off where you get every single thing that he's saying. And then the interview, er, typically kind of presses a button just to get him to go into Dame mode. And once he get into Dame mode, he's still saying the same shit he's been saying, but then he kind of... This is off to the side, yeah, but I, 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 I want to make sure I say this shit. Yeah. Right? So the only reason that Dame was up there on that on that on very breakfast, first yeah, yeah. breakfast club, because he was recently on Sway in the Morning, on mm-hmm. Shade 4 or 5. And they was asking him about Jay-Z and shit like that. He's like, listen, I want to talk about it. There was a court case... And one of the people he was supporting snitched on one of his men. So he was like, I'm not talking about him yeah. because blah, blah, blah. I don't want to talk about this man no more. Blah, yeah. blah. The only reason that he was up there, because that interview went crazy numbers, right? Yep. Yep. As soon as he come in on the Breakfast Club, first thing DJ Envy say, Tell us about how you and Jay Z started. They antagonized shit, and that's when he went off. Like yep. what the f- like? Nigga, they antagonized you know- that shit. Every Dame interview was like that though. They yeah. antagonized that nigga's point, and then every other point. Because once he gets hype, even if he's making great points, Dame hype sounds like Dame is just like going off, and it's like, and he's <laughs> never gonna run from it. If you ask a nigga a question, he's answering yeah. it one hundred percent. And here's the thing, dog. Like niggas be mad at Dame. And it's like we've already we've I've said it a million times on this podcast. When we don't question some of the moves Jay made with regard to how he treated motherfuckers. That's what, and that's pre the and thing, post Rockefeller. That's the thing that Dame be saying. Like, why y'all asking me? Why don't you ask him? Hey. How come you don't got enough hey. gall to ask him these Man. same questions? Oh, because he won't talk to y'all niggas. Man. Mm. Mm. Ever thought about that? Anyway, I mean, the nigga literally crumbled Rockefeller so he could go be president of Def Jam. Just to create Rock Nation, nigga, and bring half the artists from Rockefeller over there with him. Like, come on, dog. You and got the, me and Biggs out the paint so you could do that? And the deal was like, yo, we'll give you this, but Dame can't come. Hey. You going to take it? Hey. I'll take it. And then oh, came out later like, yo, all, all I asked for was just give me my master's on reasonable doubt, and I wouldn't have did it. Hey, yo, what's fucked up? Come on, Jay. Inside of that deal, he took his masters and gave Kanye's up. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. The same deal. He's good. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, I know who I paid, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was a quick aside uh, for the hip-hop head. Sorry. Anyway, back to Dave. So Dave tells his story. He, he tells these niggas how basically I'm getting fucked and now that they have sold this shit to Netflix, I'm still getting fucked. I'm not getting paid off these streams. And he said, I fuck with Netflix. My current contracts and deals are through Netflix. All my specials will run through Netflix. What's so interesting is he said, um, is what they're doing legal? Yes. Yes. Is it wrong? Yes. Yes. I'm not suing them in court. Mm -hmm. We ain't doing that. I was a kid. I signed contracts. Yeah. But he said, you know why I fuck with Netflix? One, 
them niggas wasn't around yet. The company wasn't even in existence yet. Literally. And I called them and said, hey, this shit makes me feel a type of way. Yep. That y'all are airing a special, I mean, a, a show of mine that I created, and I don't get no money off of it. Yeah. This don't make me feel good. And he said they took it down for him. Yep. And now, now if y'all go look up the Dave Chappelle show on Netflix, it's no longer there. He said they took it down for him, and they and one hundred percent did not have to. Yeah. Now it's probably a good business move to do so, because they may be, you know. But yeah. still, they didn't have to do it. One hundred percent. And then they cut him a deal to give you some some percentages, and that's when they gave him the sixty million dollars for for three specials. And he said, just to give y'all exactly what he said, he said, "quote Viacom CBS didn't have to pay me because I signed the contract." But is that right? No, I found out that these people were streaming my work and they never had to ask me. They never had to tell me it was perfectly legal because I signed a contract. But is that right? One is a lesson in there. Stop signing shit. Stop signing shit. Like when niggas come at you with deals and all this shit, like niggas was talking the other day about um, uh, James Harden turned down 50 million uh, for two years or a hundred million for two years. So 50 million each year f- to return to the Rockets. And niggas like, oh, this nigga Harden fucking crazy. He the nuttiest nigga. And I'm like, maybe you just don't want to play for the fucking Rockets, dog. I never thought a, about that shit. And it's a two year extension. It's a two year extension. That's like, yo, I know your car note is about to be over, but how about we extend yeah. your payments for another two years? They literally <laughs> like, just what? tried to refi that nigga. <laughs> they tried to refi this nigga, dog. And I'm like, you trying to refi a nigga that's already got hundreds of millions. Like, fam, what's the difference between 100 million and 120 million? Come I mean, on, dog. 20 million dollars, kind of suck a beat it. But still, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's nothing I can buy that I can't buy with 100 million that I can't buy with what, 20. You know, and there's you know nothing I can't buy currently. So you throwing that contract at me? Yeah, that's the highest ever for a year. 50 million each year. That would have been the highest ever in NBA history. That's a lot of fucking money money to hoop. I ain't going to lie, James. I did say, woo. But on the flip side, turn down 50 million ain't going to get you that ring, fam. That's a fact. But then you also got to think, like, how much does this nigga even really want a ring? Like, and like, that was 50 million dollars. That's after bonuses, after. Yeah, it's so much much shit tied to the. Going back to the day, 50. We talking about 50 million numbers, dog. And also, just quick count niggas' pockets in general. But um, nevertheless, he said that uh, Netflix took the show down for him because they fuck with him. And I love that, dog. And now, Chappelle's show is still available to stream because it's still owned by CBS Viacom. So you can go to the CBS app. Um, you can go to Comedy Central app or their on-demand platform. And you can still stream the Chappelle show. I personally wouldn't. Well, Dave said, so look, I'm asking you not to stream the Chappelle show. Yep. I'm not telling you to ban a network Mm-mm. or boycott a network. I'm telling you to boycott me. Don't help them make more money off me that I'm not seeing. Dog. I respect that so fucking much. And then he said, why? Because I could take it from you, nigga. That's why. Because I'm big enough to take it from that network. And he said, I'm reaching out to network executives. Yep. Call me. Let's, let's make a deal. Yeah. Let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. And that's, I feel like that's kind of what the theme of this entire pod is going to be about, like, people coming back together whose relationship soured at some point, and, yo, 
it's retribution in whatever way that we can find retribution. Dave ain't got to fucking go and do a Comedy Central special to make up for this shit. Um, and Comedy Central, don't, they don't got to get that nigga $50 million. But let's figure something out so we can make this amicable. Do the right thing. If you're going to stream that's this it. shit. And that's all it's about is doing let's the right make it thing. Fair. Right? Yep. There's no permanent enemies in business or politics. You Not gotta, at all. You got to remember that. Not at all. So let's. Now he said, look, the people that's Comedy Central, they probably don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. They probably wasn't there. Yeah. So it's a whole new regime. Go downstairs, look at the books, and see what they. And let's pay. figure it out. Yep. And you know that's not right. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know what I'm bringing y'all now, currently. And HB, he said he pitched it to HBO, and this Man. was the kicker. Woo! He said, "Yo, niggas pitch it all the time." Yeah. They say yay, or they oh, say no. Oh, because it's also streaming on HBO Max. Didn't yeah. he say that? Yeah. That's where he want. That's where he wants to. He's like, don't watch yeah, that, don't shit on that shit on HBO because Max. he said, yeah. usually they say yes or they say no. Yep. But he said they took it too far. They was they asked him when he was walking out and said, "What do we need you for?" Yeah. Now that, why you making it so personal? If you don't Man. like the idea, you don't like They're the trying idea. Trying to big boy him. So all these fucking years later, y'all streaming this shit on HBO Max. What the fuck do you need me for? Yeah. Man. Man. So don't go don't and stream it on there. HBO Max until the motherfuckers have a conversation with me and get this money right, or I take it from you. Yeah. Yeah, Dave came heavy on that, dog. He said the whole time the monies was icebergs. So that was a callback to his bird food uh, special when he gave the whole Iceberg Slim story Mm -hmm. when Iceberg Slim had to get the uh, had to get 200 more fucks out of the uh, his his he had to increase the mileage on the whole. You know what I'm saying? Blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. And he did a callback, so I don't know if everybody else caught that shit or if they, they knew. But when he said the money was all the money was icebergs, mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I had just watched it a week before, so it was like fresh in my mind. Yo, they ran that game. Yeah, man, they tried to big boy that nigga at HBO we'll and you, CBS. We'll give you fifty million, nigga. That's my money already. It's mine. Can't give me what's already mine. And when you try to. I'm going to take as much of that away from you as I can, dog. Nigga said, oh, I'll take it and drop the fucking mic. Man, man. And uh, I had a couple people hit me up like, yo. Again, going back, Dave not out here telling jokes primarily. Now, if you go to a full Dave show, you're going to hear some jokes. That was a clip. That wasn't, he didn't go out there for 18 minutes, tell that story, and then walk off. That was a clip. If he did. And if he did, it was great. I mean, we we saw him do that shit for eight minutes. I mean, the eight forty six. Yeah, yeah, facts. Wasn't which was great. Wasn't no joke in that motherfucker at all. Not a single thing. Only time I laughed was when he talked about Candace Owens because that was funny, but probably unintentionally funny because that's just really how he felt. Um, but if you looking to get comedy, ha ha, laugh laugh laugh, joke joke joke, silly shit. Kevin Hart, no fucks given. It's available right now, streaming on Netflix. <laughs> Nigga, there you go. Um, what else happened today, man? That was a great fucking talk. Uh, the Grammys were released today, and I bring that up because two Detroit natives and and two of our favorites up here uh, were nominated for Grammys. Big Sean and Royce the Five Nine got. Um, I think Royce got a best rap album nomination, and I think Sean got like a best song. I don't know if it was his album, but he got a best something nomination, and I appreciate it. And it was a couple other people in there who got like, let me see if I can find it. I thought I screenshot it. Man, no. Um, Nas, mm. King's Disease, got a nomination. Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist, Alfredo. Good. Freddie been dropping project after project. Good literally, music. literally. Good music. Um, a written testimony, J Electronica, 
And uh Which is which is a good album. It's man. a good album. The only reason people were mad is because Hove rapped more than Jay did. Like Electronica. That shit but was fucking That great. shit was good. And then what was the Listen little follow up it. joint on title? Well it, it got snatched yeah, because yeah, yeah. it wasn't clear. But yeah. that was act two. That was that phenomenal, dog. That we was waiting for, on. Yeah. Yeah. That was phenomenal. And I was Sunday, glad to have heard it for like two weeks. Sunday I, I went and found it. Um on the YouTube and listen to it. It's a it's a it's mm. a masterpiece. Yeah, it that was really good, man. It's like it's 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 good. It's timeless music. Yeah, forget like I I I, I respect the Grammys whenever somebody from Detroit do it. But yeah, fuck all that shit. The yeah, power, no, it's just the power is in the people, man. I put out a project that y'all been looking for for ten years. For yeah, me. and when I see Freddie Gibbs, Alchemist, Jay Electronica, Nas, and Royce all getting Grammy nominations for best rap album, I'm never gonna be mad at that. Cause now, at least, and uh, D Smoke, shout out to D Smoke from L.A. Um, Black Habits, which is actually a really good fucking rap album. Not but gonna lie. What's so funny is that as much shit as people talk about music these days and what's popular and everything, yeah, look at the top rap albums on there. Them was all rapper rappers, and that's why I wanted to make sure we shouted that out. Cause nigga, that's a list of rap rap dog. That's not pop rap. That ain't pop rap. I don't know outside of maybe J Electronica that any one of these is like platinum album type. And I say J Electronica maybe because we did wait on that for 10 years. So the fanfare, plus you throw in the amount of Hove songs on there, he might have hit that mark. I don't know. But great fucking selection. And then shout out to Big Sean. He also got nominated, just not certain what category. Um, but then I've seen a lot of people like artists mad at the Grammys. Wale, The Weeknd, Cardi, Nicki, uh, the whole, um, what's uh, Quality Control, the whole label mad. And I was like, why are we back here again every year? Arguing and mad and upset about not being included in this Grammy nomination, but then not showing up and not being nearly as supportive for the one black award that we got. Come, well, we got two, three technically, NAACP, Image, if they wanted- Soul Train, and BET. So they should be focused on a Billboard Awards because that's strictly numbers. That's based on your numbers. Yeah. Facts. But if you wanted this based on like how I like your music, nigga, yeah. we don't like your music like that. Yeah. Like, Cardi, like, we don't like your music like that. No, I think niggas is mad at Cardi because she got nominated. Oh. That's what it was. Because well, I think I still don't Wop, like your music. Wop got nominated and niggas is furious. And I'm like, do y'all really care, dog? And that's the thing, man. Like, why we give this much of a... F- I get it. The grand huge fucking accomplishment if you win one. It's if like, you get nominated for it's one. It's like you go back through the history books and shit. You're looking at, you know, different arty- artists and shit like that. Yeah. 20 years from now, you go through it and like, oh, where that's pussy won in 2020? Like, <laughs> like, I, to a certain extent, I understand. Like, yeah, you know, like, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, what are we doing here? But... I can't say it wasn't like a quote unquote big song, whatever. Man, but like, yeah, shit was huge. It took over the internet for days. But the same company, the same organization that gives awards and and props to like symphony orchestras mm-hmm. and, and, and great scores and 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 cinematic films is yeah. also giving award for wet ass pussy. Yeah, like one of these things don't belong. It's, it's wild. But it's wild. We also give awards for gangster rap. So fuck it. It is what it is. And. uh the weekend put out a statement. He said, the Grammys remain corrupt. You owe me, my fans, and the industry transparency. And it's like, nigga, 
Nigga, you can vote. Don't nobody owe you shit, bro. Like, and I'm like, he has three Grammys already. It ain't so, like you so, out here. So you not a, Snoop. Once you're nominated for um, a Grammy, you can vote for the Grammys every year. Hey. Especially if you win, you can hey. vote for the Grammys. It's like, nigga, vote. And just, man, nigga, it's, it's way more prominent and substantial artists out here who don't have a Grammy at all for you to be sitting up here complaining and you got three, nigga. And you ain't put out shit good since like Dude, that Nas first little trilogy, bro. No, Nas still don't got one. Or is it, he don't have like album of the year. It was something that Nas and no, Snoop Nas don't Nas hasn't, they've never won. They've been nominated. They've never won. That's fucking crazy. And these is legends. These is some of the best rappers ever in history. Like not even on a featured song. Yeah, no. Like quit. They don't have nothing. Like quit. Snoop don't have nothing. Like go back. Imagine going to Snoop House and not seeing a Grammy nowhere. You motherfuckers been telling me about Illmatic for 30 fucking years and that nigga don't got no Grammy. He don't Grammy. got a Grammy. Like, quit. He don't got a Grammy. Like, stop it for me, dog. Like, and that's why I'm like, yo, I, I get, nigga, I've talked hours about my disdain for BET and everything that happened since Bob Johnson sold it to racist-ass Viacom. But, goddamn, they still got a BET award. And guess what? Y'all got a lot better chance of getting awarded for your work over there. But we don't support that Grammys shit. I on my Instagram. Man. Like, Revolt, where's the Revolt Award? The Revolt Puffy? Award, yo. Like, Puffy, you got a Come whole on, fucking dog. music network. Come on, Give us some awards, nigga. Like, let's do some black shit, man. I guess it can be virtual, nigga. Don't even got to, like, give us some awards, nigga. Yeah, man. So, that's that on the Grammys, dog. Hold up. We got a voice note and a Blackberry letter before we get oh, to. yeah, I forgot that voice note. Uh, got a couple <clears throat> voice notes. We got one on the This Week in Culture page. Oh, and then one on the uh, on the pod yeah. page, yeah, or the uh, the email. Yeah. So I'm about to play. Uh, shout out to the homie Rob Silva. About to play this real quick. Um, and it's related to Dave Chappelle. So, which is wild because he sent this Saturday. So my nigga Rob Stradamus. <laughs> <laughs> See what my dog's talking about. What's up, fellas? Quick comment on Dave Chappelle after his iconic. Pause, nigga. When y'all hear that can crack, that mean your man back. Oh, shit, because Dave Chappelle did Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Right after the fucking yeah. uh, the election. Dave Chappelle shit, having man. two strong weeks. Which was jokes, and it was funny. Mm-hmm. SNL monologue, which probably will be the greatest scene in the history of that legendary show. This is a man who 15 years ago walked away from a reported $50 million contract from Comedy Central and Viacom because his conscience could no longer allow him to broadcast the worst stereotypes of our people. Mentally, he wasn't there. His conscience was bothering him, you could tell. And what did the US media and government do? They tried to destroy this man by claiming that he was addicted to crack that he had lost his mind, that he was insane. No. You could check a YouTube clip with him and Maya Angelou on a one-on-one -on -one interview session they had where he explained to her why he did what he did. He told the same thing to Oprah. A lesser of a man would have been destroyed. No, he came out stronger, which shows the strength of black people. No matter what they throw at us, we come back stronger than ever. Brothers, I don't want to get too long-winded. Keep up the great work, and I will holler at you brothers next week. 
Hey, Rob, man, the fact that you just predicted me and Jay's last hour of conversation <laughs> and you sent that Saturday, to, I'm I'm impressed, man. Hell of a fucking letter right I there. I will say this. Um, I hope y'all listen to my recommendations. I am going to recommend you to go to YouTube and watch an interview with Dave Chappelle and James Lipton um, inside the actor studio. Yes. First of all, that's one of the greatest, like, Inside the Actor Studio is one of the greatest platforms ever. Yes. Ever. Yes. That shit is, every one of them is phenomenal, dog. I got hip years ago mm-hmm. when I saw a Dave Chappelle interview, and then I went down the rabbit hole. Yep. Um, rest in peace to James Lipton. Um, uh, facts. Facts. Um, excellent interviewer. Yeah, man. One of the best. But if you watch that interview, it is one of the quintessential Dave Chappelle interviews. Yeah. Um, and you see the excellence um, from Dave and James Lipton. It's on YouTube. Go watch it. The Inside the Actor Studio um, with Dave Chappelle, James Lipton. Do that. Oh, all right. And then uh, appreciate you, Rob, for sending that in. Did you listen to the one from the page? I did not. All right. Hang could, on. It could be anything. And, and that's what <laughs> shout out to my cousin. Please don't let it be anything. We about to play this real quick live on time, air. Timestamp 104, 52 <laughs> seconds. Love you, cuz. Here we go. What is going on? Why does shit won't play? It says playing. I hate trying to play shit off the gram, dog. You got your uh it's on the audio thing with Jiggy on. Hold on. Yeah. Should be playing. I don't know why it ain't. Ah, uh, cuz they ain't trying to let you let us let you be great on the pod. We was trying to let you get your shit off. How about this? We'll just hold that till next pod. Mm-hmm. We'll play it then. Um, but Blackberry Letter time. We got a follow up from Unk from last week's really? Blackberry Letter. Yo, uh, Mach hit me, man. He he let me know. Scary fucking vibes. Um, Unk. Unc was ready to knock our motherfucking heads off first, and then Unc learned his lesson. So let me read this shit. Uh, Shout out to the homie Macho, man. Peace to the pod, God. So against my better judgment, I played Unc the clip from last week's Blackberry letter. (laughs) He was hot (laughs) for all of five seconds. Then he started laughing and said, damn, I really am horrible. (laughs) Jay had him feeling real bad. He tried to explain what he was trying to do, but it didn't make it sound any better. You two were spot on when you said she was younger. She's 34. If y'all remember, Unc was like 50. Yeah. Um, in a strange twist of events that nobody could see coming, this heifer got into a bind again mm. and asked Unc for $95 after she unblocked him on social media. $95. 95 bucks I'm thinking like I think I said like $9,500 or some shit. She got into a bind. I watched Set It Off over the weekend. Speaking of getting into a bind, I have a few thoughts. Um, Unc sent her $300 and apologized for trying to solicit her sexually. Quote, or parentheses, damn, it does sound bad. (laughs) (laughs) Unc basically told me he's done done and he blocked her. Good job. I was annoyed at the fact that she humbled herself and came crawling back for a measly $95. She really (laughs) struggling out here. And this is me reading. COVID time. This is me reading and quoting. It's not Ant. Bitch, ask for some real money. (laughs) (laughs) Don't hit me unless you need a hot water tank to be replaced. But I digress. 
Hopefully, baby girl gets some much-needed financial education and aunt can find a financially stable woman who's gifted in the bedroom. Peace to the pie, guys. Man, appreciate you sending that follow-up, man. Uh, we love Blackberry Letter follow-ups. Because let us know if our advice worked. In this case, it did, man. Aunt came around and realized... I shouldn't have came at her like that. Yeah. And I need to leave her the fuck alone. Dog. I got to go back and style. listen to that shit. I probably shame Unc. <laughs> oh, you did, dog. You did. I listened closely. <laughs> you oh, told Unc ass up, man. Yo, got to give advice to the OGs sometimes. That's a you fact. Me? That's a big fact, man. Unc, we appreciate you. We fuck with you. Macho, you already know it's love, brother. All right, man. Um, Before we get into this Fresh Prince, I literally just saw this on the internet. Figured it was a good little relevant piece. So it's a somebody just posted in the This Week in Culture Facebook group. It's a one gotta go. Hillary Banks, Laura Winslow, Pam from Martin, or Lisa Bonet from the Cosby's. My, I have a pretty easy answer. So it's Hillary, Laura Winslow, Pam, and uh, Lisa Bonet from the Cosby's. One gotta go. Hillary out of here. You think Hillary out of here? Yeah. I, I think Laura Winslow, if I could kick her to fuck off Earth, she would be further. Now, whether people like Laura Winslow or not, she, she the show could off. not have been went on without Laura. Fuck Laura, and that's just my opinion. But um, yeah, Laura gets fuck on. Like if Laura if, can get if Hillary on. wasn't on Fresh Prince, the show would have still went on. Like that's a fact. Like, that's a fact. Now nah, that don't mean I don't mm-hmm. like Hillary. And she did definitely, uh, you know, Porsche, 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 Porsche. <laughs> like it was definitely. Will you, you marry me? <laughs> well, what did it? You know what I'm saying? So we never would have got that moment with no Hillary, man. Uh, but yeah, Laura, get the fuck on now. All this, this, this Laura hate that that came out like after the 2000s, dog. Come on, man, y'all don't. I hated her in the 90s. Don't y'all don't turn into think piece Twitter. I, I've been saying this shit since about 1992. Um, for two reasons. I thought both Myra and Maxine were way finer than her. Um, I thought Steve was foolish to fuck that shit up with Myra. And uh, Maxine, I know that wasn't ever nobody who Steve was trying to get with. I just thought she was colder. Like, Lauren, you was... And well, Laura was under extreme stress. Like, how many she times... She looked it. How many times can you peacefully tell somebody you're not interested? And now I get, now it's just getting rude. Man. Like, get the fuck away from me, Steve. Go home. This, like, yo, fam, this is... Matter of fact, the nigga should have been had a restraining order. Like... And you know what Laura had the opportunity to do? Disappear like the little sister Jamie did. Nigga, Laura could have went up the steps and never came back down. Nigga, I wouldn't have nah. gave a fuck. Steve is mad... Um, no, he was stalky. Like he was stalky as hell. Like fuck stalky, he was stalker. <laughs> he about to fuck around in trunk lore. <laughs> he definitely was gonna <laughs> trunk her. <laughs> hey, that's one of my favorite episodes, by the way, though. We was fooling. All right, man. So Fresh Prince, the cast got together. 30 years. Um, season one, the show premiered September 1990, uh, ran for six years. One of the most successful television sitcoms of all time. Uh, one of the most uh, uh, syndicated television sitcoms of all time. Um, again, filled a really big spot in the hearts of a lot of people on Monday nights um, on NBC back in the day. Battling Monday night Monday football. night football, dog. Eight o'clock on Monday. I was watching Fresh Prince, and it was battling Monday Night Raw. But when I went to motherfucking TV at eight, let me get 30 minutes of Fresh Prince commercials. I'll flip to raw. I'll flip to football. 
I'll come back to Fresh Prince after the commercial break. Nigga, I was watching Fresh Prince, dog. Um, do you have a favorite like episode of Fresh Prince? Um, it's either the Why He Don't Love Me. Yeah. Or the Top one, Two and It's Not Two. Or it's the one when um, Will got shot and he made Carlton give me the gun. That is my favorite one. Like, give me the gun. Like, that's my. Because the emotion evoked from the two of them really fucked me up. And for me, that was a little more relatable at the time than the father episode. I got, I understood all the emotion that people had with the father episode, but it was like, even though my pops was locked up, I talked to my daddy twice a day, every day, his entire bit. Because so you mad at your daddy not loving you? And it was like, I couldn't relate. I got it. But boy, that gun episode, nigga, woo, that fucked me up. Had me scared to go to ATM, nigga, all kinds of shit. And he had no bank account. I was scared to go to fucking ATM, dog. Um, and it also showed some some acting depth from Alfonso Ribeiro, who, you know, typically goofy and, and comedic on the show and kind of slapstick. What's what 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 they mentioned on the show is that they always knew who was going to be serious, who was going to be the, the the crazy comedy relief. Mm-hmm. And when you look at some of those more serious episodes, one of them was always serious and the other one was the, mm-hmm. the comedy. I'm like, yo, I never, I never picked up on that. But like, yo, man, one of my other favorite episodes was Stuck in the Basement. Sitting on a tricycle, girl, getting on my nerves. nerves. Going out of my mind, I thought she was fine. Don't know if her body was hers. Now, there may or may not be a video of me singing that shit on the internet. On YouTube. Um... If you search back long enough, about ten years or so, uh, there if or longer, uh, yeah. there was there may be a video of me uh, singing that on the internet in the red yeah. Also loved. I mean, and I hate that my not all of my favorite episodes, but a lot of my favorite episodes of Fresh Prince were the ones with the more serious tone. Because I loved that one where uh, Carlton took Will Pills out the locker. Mm-hmm. It's a great episode, dog. And and again, that was early on in learning that, yo, Will Smith can act. Like, he could pull that off. Will Smith's another one who I had in my... Because I have a whole list in my phone of when did black people start hating. Will Smith is on that list because we had a moment where the majority wasn't fucking with him all of a sudden. And it was like, nigga, all right, whatever. But Fresh Prince always fucked with man this was a childhood staple for our era and then what i love about it is stop fucking with fresh prince or will smith when they seen how wild his kids were mm. didn't like that mm. that's i think that's really what like when they started mm. seeing it Jaden, they was letting and, them um, be too free they was they was like yo you know we don't we, we mm-hmm. the overall we uh, we don't do that mm. i think that's what really stopped willow wild and jay yeah. wild yeah yeah Trey was just trying to play football nigga, and live his life. It's like that nigga don't exist, don't it? <laughs> Man, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into that. But, um, what did you think? Just kind of first thoughts about the reunion when you heard about it. I was excited. Mm-hmm. I was excited. I didn't know what we were gonna get. I didn't know if we were going to get the level of depth. But I do remember saying on this podcast we were going to see Janet Hubert return um so salute to us for predicting that but she wasn't in the initial trailer for the thing so it was like i if we don't get janet hubert now i'm just wondering outside of them discussing james avery 
will this just be like them sitting around just showing like old clips and laughing and joking, which would still be cool. Yeah. I mean, but I was just like, it, yeah. And I was like, but for me, I was looking for, I don't know why, but I was just looking for a little bit of like depth. You know what I'm saying? And nigga, even before they got to the James Avery and the Janet Hubert conversations, I was getting gems that I had. I had no idea how Will Smith auditioned for this show. Really? I did not know that. They, I knew I knew Benny Medina's story. I knew how this related. I knew Benny Medina he told didn't. that story on. Um, he told that story, I think, on a sit down interview with uh, Elliot Wilson. Mm. Probably about a year and a half, year, year and a half ago. OK. Um, and I think did he ever go on drink champs? I don't know if Will was on Drink Champs. Elliot, I know if I know I didn't watch his Elliot interview. Oh, it might have been Drink Champs. If he was on there, I would have seen it. Like I would remember it. Yeah, but uh, he definitely with the Elliot interview and he explained. He went into greater detail. Yeah, on that James Evans clip. Mm. Not James Evans. James Avery. James Avery yeah. clip because he really said was that's how you act, motherfucker. Like he cussed. Mm. Now, okay, <laughs> you know what? Cause that story I had heard before, yeah. and maybe I, ain't, I don't. He could have told it elsewhere, but that within I had heard. Before, within the yeah. last two years, Will has done more interviews. Mm-hmm. He's, he's still not a big interviewer. Yeah, but he has done more. He didn't sat down and, and he didn't discuss some of the shit. So for those um who haven't watched it already, Will told the story of him auditioning at Quincy Jones's birthday party, which was at Quincy's house, and he basically said Quincy pulled me in the office, said, "Yo." I want you to fucking be a part of his show. Like he he pitched him and Benny Medina had already pitched him on the show and will turned it down, told him I'm not an actor. I don't do that. So then Quincy pitched him and salute to Benny Medina and all his contributions. But when Quincy pitched you, it's a little bit different. He was like, listen, everybody who was able to say yes is out there right now. Well, so he told him happen again. Will told him, I do it. Let me take some acting classes for about two weeks. And Quincy said, nigga, everybody who's going to sign off on this is out there right now. So can you give me 10 minutes? Get ready in 10 minutes and go out there and audition. And Will's like, nigga. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll say, fine. Give me 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yo, I'm sitting under 40 fucking Grammys and uh, fucking or 70 Grammys and 40 uh, thriller plaques. Like, nigga, the intimidation factor is loud and clear in this room, dog. And he went out there and he auditioned. And, and I mean, Will Smith's one of them people just. You can tell by his personality, even like when he joined Instagram, like he was a captivating dude. He's another one of them people like he can talk and you'll listen, even if what he's saying might sound like, yeah, are you bullshitting me? You're going to pay attention. You should actually listen to the watch the Elliot, the Elliot. interview because he basically was like, I'm tired of being fake. Mm. And he said, this version that y'all know of me is fake. Mm. He said, I cuss. I cuss a lot. Yeah. So all this, the nice guy, Will Smith, that's me in public. But yeah. like in real life, I'm not really that guy. Yeah. Um. He didn't basically say I'm like a bad guy per se. But yeah. he said, yo, this is the public version. And I'm trying to be more comfortable with the real me. The real me. <laughs> I get that, dog. And I've been seeing the real him come out. And um, I thought it came out a little bit in this. Uh, He tried to hide it. But I think it came out in this, this, this special. He, um... Will Smith's, like, I don't see anybody else playing this role, nigga. And it's not just, oh, they played it for six years, so I'm just used to Will Smith being Will Smith on the show. But I'm used to him being Will. It's like, nah, that was one of them, like, destiny 
type roles. Like you were meant to be that character, dude. You were meant to be a part of this show. And I feel like that for all the characters, or at least the main characters, not like baby Nikki. Um baby Nikki could have been whoever, nigga. But um like when you look at Alfonso Ribeiro and Tatiana Ali and Karen Parsons and all that, like all James them, Avery. All of them look great. By the way, but facts. They all look like themselves. Yo, still. salute to black don't crack. A salute to black who got money. Also, <laughs> like also. If, if you black and you don't got to deal with the stress of like, yo, where my next meal gonna come from? Yeah, and how do I pay this next bill? Um, you gonna be good. Yeah, and um, I know, like Karen Parsons tried to get into some different roles. We ain't seen her as much. Um. Same for like we didn't see Jeffrey in a in a ton of shit after the show. Uh, Tatiana Ali went the education route, went to Stanford, went on to become like a she great. Had business. A, she had a little music career. Kept had her music career. She kept acting too in like some some B movies, some holiday films. But also, hey, I'm, I graduated from Stanford and like went and got like a whole real ass high paying ass job because I'm smart as shit. Um, and then Alfonso Ribeiro obviously kept shit going. Um, uh, we gonna get into. What he's doing now Because I know a lot of people Hit me like Yo why wasn't he there When Aunt Viv was there He's still beefing too And it was like That actually wasn't the case I know niggas wanted it To be dramatic but He wasn't there No when When Janet Hubert came Alfonso Ribeiro left That actually wasn't The same day I don't think I noticed Yeah he um He wasn't there When they did The Janet Hubert Reunion with the whole cast Um He had left To go back To film uh, America's Home America's Funniest Home Videos uh, Because he had a taping for that So he was like Even the pictures Like the little main picture That Will did the Like the selfie or whatever With the whole group He said he actually took A picture of himself Standing up And they hyperimposed him Into that image He wasn't actually standing there um, Because he had already left So he was like It's no bad blood And then uh, Janet Hubert She actually I think I screenshot it But Somebody asked her, like, yo, why wasn't Carlton there? Is he still mad? Because she had said a lot of wild shit about Carlton or Alfonso Ribeiro, too, in her feud with Will Smith over these last damn near 30 years. 30 fucking years. Niggas want to talk about Jeezy and Gucci, nigga. 27 years of feud. But um, she had some wild shit to say about Alfonso, too. Uh, But even she was like... Y'all niggas is reaching Like we're not It's no She said it's all love I knew he wasn't there I came a day later Like Me and Will did our thing And when they did their thing That was a whole different day He was already gone Like it wasn't no beef We good Let's talk about their sit down Alright How'd you feel? I felt like it was short Um And, and what I mean by Thinking it was short I feel like there's So much more we didn't see it felt real, but it also felt like, I don't want to say rushed. It felt condensed. And I think that there were some conversations that were probably edit, edited out, which is fine. That's between them. That's they, they had a real beef for a long 27 years of not speaking, not seeing one another, and having bad things to say about the other person. I don't need to see y'all make up in full, but... I did like that they sat down and talked individually before he brought her back to the rest of the cast because that wasn't for the rest of the cast. Did you think it was genuine on both sides? I thought it was genuine on her side. Will, initially, I wasn't feeling his energy. Initially. Will was not there. 
Toward the end Will, of their convo, I thought Will kind of came around, but initially I wasn't feeling it. Will put had the exact same face that he had on in the Red Table Talk with Jada. The I'm here, but I'm not really here. That I'm I'm acting like I'm here. I'm I'm doing my head nods. I'm doing all my the things I'm supposed to do. I didn't feel like that shit was real. Mm. Um, I yeah. didn't. I did yeah. that all actually, um, and it kind of soured me on mm. on it because I was expecting like a breakthrough or some shit like that. But I felt like he was just up. This is just me. I'm yeah. not telling you this is what he did and whatever, whatever. The feeling that I get looking at his face, his eyes. Yeah, he was kind of looking like. I'm just here, like... So, when I say in his initial conversation, I wasn't really feeling it, you just said something, his eyes. He wasn't looking at her. And when you're having that conversation after 27 years, me, and I need you to look me dead in my eye. When you're apologizing, or not even when... When you're acknowledging what you did, period. Look at me, dog. And he wasn't looking. He was looking down. Now, I do know that sometimes people look down because they're ashamed to say outwardly, yeah, I wronged you and I did you bad. Cause like it seemed like I've had that face before. Mm-hmm. Where I don't know if you you didn't let an employee go or you didn't write write them up mm-hmm. and the shit and they talking and I'm in HR. That's you, my life. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. you, you giving a nod yeah. and like you don't you know the fuck you don't want to be there. Yeah. You don't believe nothing that they saying, but you just doing it. Okay, I do see that. Yes, I fall in the line with it. I do remember yep. that you did that. That was good. Okay, I did. But however, <laughs> you know that. However, some I just didn't feel that, and I kind of felt that on her part. I really do feel like there was a she had an ability to let some things go. Yeah, but I almost feel that like, she knew he was kind of bullshitting. No, not <laughs> that. Or she could have felt that, but yeah. like. No, I want to let this shit go because I want to. I want to start my career over. Oh, one hundred percent, like one hundred percent. If I quote unquote forgive you, we do this. Maybe you will put me in a movie. Maybe I can start getting my money back. Maybe. Like I felt like Maybe. I, I don't, and I don't want to say that. I don't yeah. want to give you the impression. I mean that she was faking or anything. Of Not that at nature. all, because I think she was genuine as fuck. But like when she, when she was like, why'd y'all go so hard? Yeah. I felt that That yeah. shit Like that hurt my Like She had a couple statements Like she looked that nigga Dead in the eye And said you hurt me dog And he didn't have Nothing else to say He, nah, just, he, he said couldn't that. But you know what I'm glad he didn't Like in that moment You gotta eat that You have to eat that yeah. And I know if that Hit me and you That hit him I don't give a fuck What he was going through In that moment That was a gut punch dog He 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 was He His face to me Looked like When Jada was talking about her entanglements and he had to act like everything was normal he was like entanglements like it damn near looked like he wanted mm. to he was like crying but yeah. not crying. like his face just looked it different to me yeah like numb you yeah. know what i'm saying now that doesn't mean that it wasn't that's just what it looked like to me i'm not no fucking body expert yeah you know what i'm saying but I thought that was it was interesting, but she was like, "But why? Why why'd you guys go so hard?" Because yeah. it was a will and Jada thing. Oh yeah, it, it wasn't was, just a will. Like after shit, it was a will Jada and Alfonso Ribeiro thing. Like they didn't. And granted, uh, Alfonso Ribeiro didn't have the power that Will Smith and Jada Pinkett have in Hollywood, but he is a real close friend of Will Smith. Like their relationship is for real, nigga. You were her son on this show. 
when people are coming to you, when network execs are coming to you, and, and, and when folks are asking you about her reputation as being difficult to work with, and y'all are not just saying, yeah, she is, but y'all pushing that motherfucking button like, dog, she, I wouldn't work with her for shit. She wanted to work. Like, they was going. Now, let's go back into that, right? Yeah. Because we didn't know. Um, Why? Well, I thought we would do it. He was like, I don't know your story. Yeah. And I did. I love that he asked it like that. Yeah. I don't know your story. Tell me. Um, I mean, at this particular point, I'm pretty sure you could have Googled the story. With yeah. Him. Like, you know, right? But, but she said, um, she said that during season three, so they had already filmed the first two seasons. The cast was, it was love. It was great. It was cool. And then when season three happened, she was pregnant. And while they were filming, she said, I had been in a very abusive marriage both before and during my pregnancy. I was in an abusive marriage. And she said that and the husband wasn't working. Yeah. Her husband had lost his job. He was abusive. And then she said, I wasn't trying to bring my my behind the scenes stress to the set. I wasn't trying to come off mean to y'all at all. But I was no longer she said, quote, I was no longer laughing, smiling and joking because there were things going on that nobody knew about. And I didn't know who to trust. Yeah. And then she said, in addition to not knowing who to trust, NBC, when I got pregnant, offered me a really bad deal. They offered her, basically said, hey, while you pregnant, you could film X amount of episodes this season. And then we done with you till. Well, that, the, the thing, the issue with the contract was like, yo, we're going to sign you on for season three. However, you can't work anywhere else. You can't work. No, we don't want Aunt Vib anywhere else. Yeah. So for these two and a half months that we filming, yeah. it's cool. But for the rest of the year, yeah. you can't you work can't nowhere work. else. You can't, get, you can't act on nothing. And they telling her, they looking her dead in the eye and telling you, you can't go get a bag. Now, why do you think that was? You, did anybody else have a, a contract where you can't work anywhere else? I've never heard of no shit like that ever. In with actors, like with actors specifically with a woman, fam. If NBC tried to pull that now, in this climate, telling a pregnant woman, "Yo, we give you two and a half months to film. After that, go have your baby. But until you return to the set, you can't work nowhere else. Don't, don't think about it, fam. They would get murdered. Telling her NBC fuck around and lose they whole damn well, shit. Well, if you gotta, if they give you a, a network, so an all around deal. A lot mm -hmm. of people like we don't know what to do with this person. I'm waiting for one of y'all to do that with me and Aunt. Um, say hey, we, we gonna give you an all around deal. Yeah, and you just work for MTV. Did the shit with with Charlemagne, with Andrew Schultz, with yeah, yeah. um, Lil Duvall, freaking the eighty five. Uh, uh, what's my man? Um. 85 South Show. Uh, Chico Bean and like, um. DC Zamero, uh, DC Young Fly, all yeah. them niggas. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, "Listen, we're just gonna get you. Got a paycheck for the next year, yeah. And um, whatever we can come up with, if we can come up with a show. We can come up with a show. You can't work nowhere else, yeah. But I'm giving you consistent money. But when with with television, yeah, you only get money while per episode or for how each episode you do, yeah. What I'm, what I'm supposed to do for the rest of the year? So I've heard of in television, it's a it's a real thing. Where networks will give you a holding deal. Mm -hmm. Yo, we don't have anything right now, but we're developing some shows we think you might be good for to make sure you don't go work on another project. Yes. We're going to pay you to not go elsewhere. 
we're going to pay you to not go elsewhere. They didn't offer her a holding deal. They said, we're going to pay you for two and a half months. And then after that, you're not getting paid, but you can't go work anywhere else either. And it's like, that was my fault. My bad. Um, Nigga, that don't work like that. You can't tell me I can't go work after I have my fucking baby. Um, but y'all only offering me two fucking months of work. Like that don't that's not a thing, dog. So in addition to the bad deal, and in addition to being pregnant, and in addition to having a husband who just lost his job and was abusive, she wasn't in a great mood on the set. And might not have come off as pleasant to work with, especially if the rest of the cast was happy-go-lucky, hype, family, we love to be around each other. So you, uh, one day on the set, you just stop talking to people mm-hmm. and you stick to yourself. We in a family atmosphere for all this time. Yeah. That could rub people the wrong way. Yep. Also, you expecting um, a 21-year-old kid to understand this, be able to, like, I feel a certain way. Like, why why'd you just why'd you switch up on me? I also love that she told him, though, you were a kid. I like that she said that because when you look at where the two of them were at in life, nigga, she was a grown ass woman. You were a child. Granted, you were a child, a 21 year old child who led this show that I'm on. That's making me a success and, and giving me this spotlight. But I don't know that I can come to you with all of this because we only two years in at this point. Well, what you want to do? Just don't talk to me. But you like, want- if you the star of the show, and and we we in the family atmosphere, I'm fucked up. Like, yo, mm-hmm. Will, can you speak to them and sell, let 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 me work? Yeah, I'm fucked up out here. Yeah, but she didn't do that. And when they offered her that that deal, she obviously didn't accept it. And based on that, she re- never returned to the show. They recast it. Yeah, they recasted her role, and she, she couldn't. She was specifically. Like saying like yo I wasn't fired It wasn't a fire It was nigga take this deal Or Cause, Cause my deal was up Yeah my deal was up So I'm not in a deal So it was either take this new deal that we're offering you Or your role will be recasted with um da- Daphne Maxwell Reed I think this was Who was also a phenomenal Aunt Viv by the way I don't like that people Yes they shifted the, the tone of Aunt Viv When Daphne Maxwell Reed came on but she gave y'all four out of them fucking six years of Hex. you got fresh more of her. Yeah, than we ever got of Janet Hubert. So I don't 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 pit them two together. They were different. Never met. Yeah. That shocked me. I did not know that. I had no clue they had never met. I mean, Why they would have met, it made sense when Daphne said it, but I was shocked like how Will was shocked. Like them niggas was like, wait, what? Y'all never met? Like, oh shit, my new bitch ain't never met my old bitch? No. Man, no, and it they? was it was again, it made all the sense in the world when you sat and thought about like why the fuck would they have met? But I I never realized that. So I thought that was pretty dope. Um knowing how much of an iconic status Janet Hubert has as Aunt Viv, I wanna see her get some opportunities. I really do. Like, I think Will can make that happen. I I I know Will can make that happen, but in general, I just want people to see this, and whether Will makes it happen or not, I just want the doors to open back up for her because, again, small sample size, but she was a very effective actress, like very effective in that role. You ever seen her anything else? No, B- before or after? I have not. Um, not that I can recall. If if I have, I'm not remembering it right now. But because uh, we watch a lot of shit. 
but um I've not but in that role and again you look at and they said it like when we brought in Daphne we changed how Aunt Viv was we kind of changed, changed the set the yeah, set went changed, from darker to light <laughs> which is kind of wild is when you think about yeah. um but because they, that's not the same living room yeah 100% that's not that other one was the old floral early 90s rich joint but um the character was no longer as they didn't focus on her education. They didn't focus on her. She was just mom. Militant. Yeah, like. Cookies and shit. Like. Yeah, she became very domesticated when they moved to Daphne Maxwell Reed. And that's no slight to her because, again, she did great in her role. Baby Nikki only exists because I'm um, got pregnant. Janet Hubert. Literally, we wouldn't have had that character. Uh, his was in addition to the reunion I didn't need. <laughs> I mean, it was cool when he came out, but. I was like, maybe you had to be there, <laughs> but I'm like, his character was one of the least. He was a kid, kid, fam, and he was. So a, by the time he got like, he was a baby season four whenever he came on, and then the very next season, that nigga was a grown ass toddler. <laughs> he was four and talking, and it was like, all right, whatever. Um, but how did you feel about the reception when Janet Hubert came and met? With the rest of the cast, I mean, well, not Alfonso, but everybody else. Like, did you feel like? I felt like um, Will is the star, and they didn't know if they can hug her in front of Will or not. Mm. I felt like mm. everybody wanted to check with Will to make sure, because like when when it, when he told them, yeah, like yo, I thought this wouldn't have been uh, right if we didn't bring, yeah, her. and they was kind of like, oh shit, did we? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like everything goes through Will. I get that. I don't think it should. Y'all adults. Y'all can make up your own mind. Yeah. Um, but I, them hugs was like, they was soft. It was like they was looking like, at Will. Yeah. The only, let me not say only, because I thought Tatiana Ali received her Will, mm -hmm. but probably the most genuine response, and there was Daphne Maxwell Reed, because it was a genuine like, yo, we are connected, you and I. You know, it's we genuine never when, met. When you got the rub. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I, I enjoyed the two of them, like, even that moment, like, they was holding hands, and uh, Daphne Maxwell, damn, I meant to write it down. Y'all, take a look at that scene when Daphne Maxwell Reed and Janet Hubert hug. Daphne whispers something in her ear, and it's like music over this scene, so we don't hear it, but it's very clear what she says. I think she said something like, she said something like, I love you, or I'm proud of you. It was something like encouraging, and I could just appreciate the moment because the two of them having never met but being so closely tied to one another, I just thought that that was a dope look, man. Now, probably the most sad part of this was when they did the montage of James Avery and disgust him dog um not gonna lie i cried my motherfucking ass off unexpectedly i wasn't ready i knew obviously they were gonna discuss it i've seen will discuss james avery before i've seen alfonso discuss james avery before i was not ready for this like 10 to 11 minutes of screen time of them just reflecting on James because it wasn't just clips from the show it was behind the scenes clips it was Will weaving in the encouraging story when they were doing the father episode and James was telling them now that's how you act motherfucker like even though he ain't give us the motherfucker on this but it was like yo Jane and I had heard a million times like nah James really called us his kids like he really approached us as such 
really called Tatiana and Karen his daughters, called Will his son. Like, James was really that dude. And um, even though I think it's one of the worst opening bars of a song ever, but first things first, rest in peace to Uncle Phil. He the only Nigga, father that I ever knew. Somebody tweeted, uh, you know, one of them was like, yo, what's the best opening stines of a song? Mm. A lot of people had said that shit, dog. That's, I think it's one of the worst ever. But a lot of people like that shit. In this particular case, just because I think it wasn't a great opening bar doesn't mean it was any less accurate. He was the only father that a lot of motherfuckers our age group in our era knew, dog. Spoken for, and coming from a nigga who don't got no father, <laughs> and he just passed, mm-hmm. and I go in the studio, nigga, first thing, first rep. Rest in peace, Uncle, Uncle Phil, Phil, dog. Um, for real. Only fucking time you'll ever hear me giving that line props because I li- it it kept like reverberating during me. It, it Only was father that ever knew. If man, I have son, 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 I'm gonna be, be a, a better, better you. Shit. Yeah. He really had an impact on because like Will and I mean Karen Parsons, Will and Alfonso were in their twenties, but Tatiana Ali. Still a, a teenager, dog. And you was 11 years old when you started on this shit. And you was 16 when it ended. And, um... This looks great, by the way. Yeah, Tatiana Ali always has. Kept herself up. I hate that she married a white dude. Keeping it in a... Yeah. yeah, it's like, eh, keep it black, man. Once you go black... Yeah, scary vibes, man. That's eh, She went to Stanford. She should have went to Howard. Met her a black king. But, nevertheless... The impact that James Avery had on not only these kids, but across the fucking board, man, on all of us, that shit was great. So what's one of the great uh, episodes with Uncle Phil? (sighs) Uncle Phil moments, man. Obviously, the dad episode. um, But honestly, my favorite Uncle Phil moment is probably the finale and the conversation he and Will are having Mm. at the end because... So I'm very critical of TV show finales. I usually feel like they don't hit them out the park. They don't do them right. Series finales, not just season. I'm critical of those too, but series finales, I feel like they don't always land with me. And the conversation Will and James had, I think it was a conversation between Will and James, not Will and Uncle Phil. (laughs) That was a real fucking talk. And when he told him, you're my son, (laughs) like, you ain't my nephew. I'm going to call you every Sunday when I call every other one of my other kids. Like, that fucked with me. Because I was like, nigga, this is really, like, it's ending. And, like, you could see the emotion when they were talking about when the show ended, dog. But that scene kind of embodied all of that. On a lot of sitcoms, mm-hmm. who do you, even though Will Smith is the main character. Yeah. We know Martin Lawrence was the main character. Facts. We know, insert sitcom here. Yeah. On the finale, I think on the finale, it's always the set that lets, that sits there by itself. Mm. And when you leave the set or you leave the home, the show is over. Yeah. When Martin moves to California. And writes one love on the wall. Like the home. <laughs> yeah. This is where the, this is yeah. where the show is. It's this the green, this green, this green couch, the green couch, the purple walls. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I had a green leather couch, man. My first apartment. Everybody did. Couldn't Everybody did. wait. 
I don't to, think you could live in Detroit if you ain't have a green leather. I couldn't wait to kick niggas out of my house because of Martin. <laughs> like when I was a kid, I'm like, when I grow up, I'm gonna have an apartment and I'm gonna kick niggas out. And I couldn't wait. But anyway, mm. so insert the it's always yo, we're gonna come back here to this set or this living room or whatever and say goodbye. And once once the main actor leaves, it's the set. Yeah. Like yeah. yes, Will Smith. Is the character, but I think the home yeah. was in that family feel. Like the home or the set is always it. Like when you walk into Martin Crib, that's the that's it. Mm-hmm. And when we not here no more, this show is it over. It can't exist. It can't exist. It's the epicenter. It's it's the nucleus. It's where everything is fucking derived from. And when you take that out, it doesn't exist. It no has longer there, lives. Has there been a show where they moved the main set to another place? Nah, and when I'm thinking about series finales, and I'm thinking of of these types of shows, right, around uh, family groups or friend groups, um, ensembles, they all end with the final clip being of the home. Fresh Prince did that. Martin did that. Shit, Friends and Seinfeld did that. Mm -hmm. Like, they end with the home that was the epicenter of the show because everything that happened started here, period. So like who the real star of the show is the home. Is yeah. couch, nigga. <laughs> real life, real life, man. Um, oh, yo couch, nigga. I, I also, and maybe this is just because, you know, and her career didn't, it didn't blow up after the show, but I appreciated hearing Karen Parsons just kind of talk and be there. Like not, to, she ain't say like a bunch of shit necessarily, but just kind of seeing like her saying, for instance, this was like family for me. Cause I was the only child. And then all of a sudden I have a little sister and I have two brothers. <laughs> like yeah. it, it kind of hits different. And a couple yeah. Other yeah. She spots. had a few movies. I see. I watched the interview her a few years ago when she was on sway in the morning and mm. she kind of got deep into um, life after and shit yeah. like that. But it'd be yeah. interesting. Like, you for for those type of actors, they do get typecast. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Like if you the star of the show, you can do what the fuck you want to do. Yeah. But like when you the C and D level, yeah, C and D lead le- on it. Yeah, you ain't it because the stars of Fresh Prince were Will Smith, Alfonso Ribeiro, and James Avery. You can flip flop James and Alfonso however you want, but after that. Yeah, Tatiana, the really pretty, talented, can sing, super smart. Okay, you could maybe throw her in some shit. They didn't really have anything to draw you in yeah. to know them as a person yeah. or quote unquote character. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't, we we cared about Hillary, but you didn't care about Hillary. Yeah. Now she mentioned that they took her in a different direction. They want to do the working woman. Yeah, they I switched like, her shit up. Hmm. Yeah, and I did when she said it. I peeped it. Yeah, but I never thought. Like, yo, no, nah, they did kind of, they Aunt Vivder, where they yeah. shifted the tone of your character. Like, you started off as the super rich, entitled airhead, and then it was all of a sudden, like, no, nah, they were trying to, like, make they you a working of, black woman. they smartened her up a little uh-huh. bit, you know what I'm saying? Had her out here working and, and had her repping TV right. show. Yep. And- I forgot, she did have a talk show. Something else, speaking of that, that they said that I thought was interesting, um, was that they were given the opportunity to put their ideas out there. Which, not normal on a show, even if it's a black show, when you got an all-fucking-white writing room, or primarily white writing room. like, team. yo, this don't work. This never what yeah. we gonna say. They were saying, like, mm, that's not how I would say that. Mm, that's not genuine. Like, that ain't. they were able to give their input. And I was like, 
that makes a fucking difference, dog. Like, yeah, the white writers might be the best technical writers in the, the, in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll fuck with it now. Yeah, but, like, let me add a real-life spin to whatever it is that you're writing. Give me, like you said, give me the outline, give me the scenario, but let me tell you how this will really go if it was really happening, if you want this show to feel genuine. What's the best moments you've seen Will Smith acting in? Forget whether it's TV, movies, whatever. Yeah. Like, what's the best moments you've seen Will Smith acting? Um, my personal favorite Will Smith performance because I think it was just difficult as fuck, and he commanded the screen was "I Am Robot." Or I'm sorry, not "I Am Robot." Pardon me. I am. Legend. I am Legend. Yeah. Um, love that movie. To do essentially an hour fifty minutes of a two hour movie alone. And a lot of actors who can pull that off. I remember going into the movies saying, mm, I don't know if this is going to be it, dog. Because to watch this nigga alone for all of maybe 12 minutes of a movie, it's just him and a dog and some zombies occasionally. I don't know if it's going to work. Nigga, I was captivated from minute one, dog. Um, phenomenal performance. That's my personal favorite Will performance where he acted. Because I just feel like, yeah, nigga, you crushed that, dog. Um, what's yours? They might fuck around being on a fresh press. I can see it. Um, I don't think his. I I never saw the, um, the movie with the, the accent. Oh, uh, NFL uh, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I hear it was good. Oh, it's phenomenal. Um, I hear it was that was really a really good. good movie. Um, I do didn't love his accent. Didn't hate it. In the state, I enjoyed. Oh, that. oh, oh! All right. You are the bane of my existence. All right. Let me take I Am Legend back. Because Enemy of the State is my all-time favorite Will moment. I thought him and Regina, they killed it. And Regina is barely in the movie. Regina King. Um, They killed that. And he was believable the entire way through. He literally felt like every bit of that character in that movie. Um, I, I think that it takes some, some moxie to pull off I Am Legend. But just pure acting, yeah. En Enemy of the State. I'm going there. But if your favorite Will moment is on Fresh Prince, nigga, he had a ton of them, dog. Like, it was, I mean, the episodes with Tyra Banks when she was on there when they were in college. The, again, we talked about it, the drug episode, the gun episode, the, the dad episode. Like, these were quintessential moments and moments where, honestly, that nigga was really acting, dog. Like, you can say what you want about Queen him. Queen Latifah was on there. Queen Latifah was on there, two different characters. And um, he kind of liked her, but it was... Um, didn't like her. Didn't want his friends to find out because she was she a little was fat. Quote unquote. But then when I look back at the episode and look how she Queen Latifah... fat. <laughs> I was like, yo, we thought that was fat back then? Queen was cute as shit. But you remember she was also on there earlier in the show, like a season or two earlier, as Hillary's boss. Mm. She was like a talk show or something. I can't remember what she did, but she was like mad... Stuck up hard to work with all that shit. Yo, everybody was on Fresh Prince, dog. You had to be. All the women was. If you was a got, if you was a woman in the industry that was fly yeah. or fine, oh, you hit that show, man. Shit, Jada was on there. Jada was on there. Nia Long was on there. Jasmine Guy, uh, Freddie from different work. Chris Summers, um, uh, uh, Tisha Arnold, like uh, Tisha Campbell, whatever. Baby Boy, Mama was on there. Shit. Oh, Shireen ass for show was on there. Um, I can't remember her name. Everybody was on this show, dog. It was a, it was a platform. What was Will? Will mom? Yeah. Not like on some fly shit, yeah, but yeah. like she was a character. Mm -hmm. 
She could have made the reunion. All the aunties, honestly. I would have, fam, I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I used to love when they were walking the room like, Diva! That was my shit, nigga, because I just, I thought about all my what, aunts. What <laughs> other homeboy from back home needs to be on the show all the time? Uh, he was a he was a super dumb nigga. Remember that was on a, that was on a talk show and it was in the um, Don Cheadle or no? Uh, it was another guy. Uh, uh, DL Hughley. No, when he was on there, but he damn I forgot. Like everybody was on this shit. Dog. Yeah, DL um, was on there. He was a home one of his friends from back home. Damn. Sometimes it was him, him, Will, him, and Jazz. Like he, damn, what's this? Oh, remember when they did the? Uh, I think the Bell Bib. The- oh, the Bell Bib, the, the third nigga. Yep, yeah. I, I remember exactly who you were talking about. You know what's funny though? Speaking about his homies, did you realize like Jazz never really like where did Jazz come from? He just kind of appeared on the show. <laughs> like there was no reason for Jazz to be in Beverly Hills <laughs> at all. Like where did you come from? But will just had his mans on there and eventually it was just like all right this jazz it became nigga. a running joke with the thorn i thought i that love was, that they explained that dog. i thought that was the same scene i love that they but then explained they that. were like yeah. yo we gonna we gonna knock these bitches out right now we filmed 150 takes of me being thrown out the house which i can imagine was difficult let's talk about like yo i'll keep my hands up next thing you know five shots in the back like after Mike Brown Five warning shots in the back After Mike Brown I posted that shit on my yeah. page After yep. Mike Brown yep. Because that shit hit There were so many different things On that on that show That they handled correctly uh, They talk about when Will Smith And um, Carlton Got pulled over by the police Yeah um, The When Shit I took to jail The jail episode The episode when they wouldn't let Will um, he wouldn't Carlton wasn't in because Carlton wasn't black enough and shit yep. like that. Oh, in the fraternity, yeah. Of course, you know, uh, Carlton going down to MacArthur Park was <laughs> it was gangster C note or whatever. You know what was funny about them showing that clip? He damn near had on the same fit in his audition video, yo, or like them table readings yeah. that they were doing. I was like, yo, Carlton really was on that shit. Dog. Carlton was geared up though. Duh, facts, facts. I wanted that Princeton jacket. I wanted it then. I wanted it today when I watched the shit. I did get the impression, though. So remember earlier when I was like, yo, I don't know that Will was 100% like genuine and mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. It got me to thinking that like, yo, this whole thing was like a conspiracy theory. Okay. Yo, we know that um <laughs> that this Fresh Prince cinematic Darker the darker version, version is coming, right? They got two seasons already signed off yeah. on. Yeah. So we need to put life and energy back into the Fresh Prince series. Mm. And on HBO Max, let's bring this in. Let's bring the whole Jenna Hubert thing. Yeah. Everybody start like, yo, since they're back together, let's get all this shit together. We get this off. And then next year, this new Fresh Prince shit come yeah. in. Executive produced. And all the blah blah blah. I did that. That crossed my mind, man. And like it makes so much sense because now it's been thirty years. Let's run all this shit together. Everybody now, if there the is no, back going. there is no dark, yeah, shadow elephant in the room no more because now that's cleared up. We fuck it. We may even throw her in that month. We may even throw and her. And that's what in I was it. about to say. Janet Hubert and the new Fresh Prince. She the fucking dean at a school or some shit like that. She, she can be on Viv again. She can be on. She had two seasons of On Viv, two and a half. 
Throw her in there. Throw her in there. Let her be on video. Let her revive her character. And because I feel like her character makes more sense in a more dramatic version of Fresh Prince because she was serious and stoic. And I'm here to teach. I'm not here to laugh and joke with you niggas. I'm here to fucking really work. And and again, um, one thing she said, she said, I feel like I don't know if this is real. Is this a dream? I don't want them to, because, yeah, it'd be cool if they put her in a new Fresh Prince in any role. It could be whatever. But I also don't want her to feel like it's forced. Um, I would like for her and Will's relationship and her and uh, anybody else's relationship at NBC that needs to be resolved. Um, I would like for it to come together comfortably. Uh, one thing I read that she kept repeating was prior to watching this shit, she said they allowed me to come and be a part of whatever I was comfortable being a part of. Like they didn't force shit on me. Like I, they asked me if I was cool sitting down with Will Um, where, you know, years ago she literally said out her mouth, I don't see a real reunion being possible. It was actually 10 years ago because it was when they did a 10 year or 20 year reunion, um, which was kind of a personal thing. And she said, I don't see a real reunion being possible um, because I would never sit down and talk with him. So this time around, they asked if she was cool. She said, yeah. And she said, salute to everybody. They made sure I was comfortable doing everything I did. So, I mean, at some point you got to let them grudges go, man, because you're the only one holding them. So that's what I want to kind of, kind of dive into kind of away from the reunion for a minute. Um, Janet Hubert said, I didn't come here for animosity. I came here to resolve. That's a bar, first of all. And we live in a world that encourages and hypes up holding grudges. We make memes about it. We make posts about it. We write captions about it. We we big up holding I'll be mad at you forever. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. 27 years of hating somebody is a lot of fucking stress on your body, on your mind, on your spirit. To use the phrase that y'all like to use in the last month or so, rent free. Nigga, you letting somebody live rent free in your motherfucking brain for 27 years, dog. And I kind of started thinking about it when I was watching this. Um if y'all haven't already, go listen to that phenomenal episode of Shop Talk that Jay Dame and I recorded the other day, uh available now. Check it out shoptalkpodcast.com. Um we were just talking shoptalkpod.com. about shoptalkpod.com. Shop Talk I forgot you changed it. Ho ass nigga. Uh but we were just talking about on the pod the whole everybody saying, oh, Gucci should forgive Jeezy and da da da, and they should be over and they should be able to like beat men and why Gucci being petty and da da da. And then I watched this and I said, what if Janet Hubert got there, sat down with Will, let him explain himself, she explained herself, and then at the end of it said, fuck you. I don't want to be. And not like literally said, fuck you. But at the end of it said, like, okay, all I wanted to do was for us to both come here, get shit off our chest so I could stop feeling so heavy, dog. Yep. Because at the end of the day, you are the only person who needs to drop the load that you carry in, dog. And if you carry in anger for a person, 
you do not know for certain that that person carries that same anger towards mm-hmm. you. So yep. for all intents and purposes, you are the only person that is impacting because yeah. you are the only person that matters in your life. Because to your point earlier about whether Will was genuine or not, I don't know that he was or wasn't. Yeah, he made some looks and had some some interesting body language throughout their conversation, but he also just might not be carrying that. He said it like, yo, after getting married and having kids of my own, I did look back and see how much my behavior impacted you and how much I might not have understood about what you were going through. And we don't really know what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not 100% what happened. Because the only thing that she said was, I stopped talking to people on the show. Like, what was the difficult part? I do know that in interviews over the last 20 years, I've heard her directly say wild shit. I've heard her say Alfonso Ribeiro was hanging off that nigga dick. Like, she said that. So, she seemed angry. And maybe her anger was rightful. I'm not saying that that she wasn't right in being upset. But when thinking about them sitting across from each other and me thinking, oh, does he look genuine? Because that's what I'm looking for, right? Is his apology genuine? At the end of the day, I can't say whether it was or wasn't because, yo, I might not harbor the level of anger that you had. Oh, I definitely had people more angry at me than I was yeah. at them. Like, yo, I, I, I can't give you the... I don't think that I can give you the closure that you want because I don't care that much. And I think for her, the closure came from just feeling wanted, right? Invite me to this. And I think that because this was on HBO Max and this was a public thing, Mm -hmm. to a certain extent, forget the beef that me and you got. I want to clear the air with the general public and everybody who yep. could possibly hire yep. me to understand that me and you are cool now yeah. so that yeah. they don't stop or block any kind of blessings. Yeah. And I get to finally tell my side of the story about why things yeah. went a certain way. And I've is, had 27 years to figure out how to say it so I don't come off with malicious intent and, and sound like my tone is is angry. And this is something I'm... I'm not perfect in this in this regard, mm-hmm. but what I what I try to do is not judge anybody too much about their opinions and their takes on life because I know that it is all shaped from different experiences that I have not yeah. going through. So your your idea of a father and how that relationship is may differ from mine because of what happened to you in your yeah. life. So I can't say, man, I can't believe this nigga and think that's how I dash with well, him. What's that? Well, that's all I've ever experienced. That's what you base that stuff of, right? Yeah. So when you get to explain why a relationship went sour, regardless of a right or wrong, yo, this is what was happening. Yep. I was in a in a situation where I couldn't work other than two and a half months. This may be enough money normally, but it's not enough money for me with a new baby, and also with a man who's not working at home who's also beating me. Mm. So I would actually prefer to keep working. So I got to be there to get beat. That's a bar. You know what I'm saying? That's a bar. So because now I'm in a situation and I don't know who gave the directive to say you only can work here and no one else. I don't know who to trust. That's where I think that came from. She said, I stopped talking on set because I don't know who to trust. Yeah. Why would you, why would it, why, why would you not know who to trust unless you thought that directive came from someone? Mm. And the people feeding her was like, everybody told me it came from you, Will. 
You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I want to know what happened because I thought we was cool. So all that me being able to say that publicly, hey, we good. This is what was going on. I couldn't tell you that I was getting beat. Mm. I was in love with somebody who didn't love me. Yeah. Ultimately, I just had a kid with him. I was paying for him and paying for the baby. Yeah. And like I couldn't do that. Y'all, that's and what was mess- that that's what was wrong with me. I can also imagine how difficult it was after not being or not signing the offer that they gave you and being recasted. What the home life was like then. Cause now you have been the breadwinner. I don't know how long he was out of a job, but during that period you were the breadwinner. Now neither of us. Well, how about this? Now that you off the show, the show that went to New Heights. Woo. Nigga, the show um is on three times as long as you was there. You were there two years. We went six. Yeah. So and most went- people memories got the new unveil. We got four years with her, two years with you. Yeah. I um I want to read something that, that be I, tough for somebody. I want to read something that I saw online, and I I'm I'm prefacing this by saying I didn't buy into the colorism part of this statement, but the latter half of it did make some sense. So someone tweeted, "Will Smith." A tall, light-skinned, charismatic man. I'm out already. I was out immediately, but the end of it, I I kind of saw where they were going. Ruined Janet Hubert's a dark-skinned black woman's career. While I'm happy the apology came, I'm sad that she's had to struggle and be gaslit for 30 years to receive it. Intention aside, impact is hella important. Janet Hubert's life and livelihood were sidelined while Will moved on, replaced her, and gaslit her when asked about her. Darker-skinned women are expected to carry this baggage and just deal with others or just deal while others paint whole stories and narratives about them. Janet deserves more than an apology. Legit. So, like I said, the colorism part of that statement, I'm not buying into because if that had happened with Daphne Maxwell Reed, the exact same thing, Will Smith, arrogant 21-year-old as he was, would have done the exact same thing. I don't think he did it because Janet's darker. But the part about him ruining her career and stopping her from opportunities. Reparations are in order. Yeah. That's like Reparations. He, he has to, again, she said. Atonement. I, I didn't come here. Nigga, that's all we talked. Go listen to that Shop Talk podcast because we talked about all this with Jeezy and Gucci. But. She said, I didn't come here for, hold up, let me go back to my quote, because I don't want to fuck it up. I didn't come here for animosity. I came here to resolve. Part of that resolution for Will is not just an apology. You have to make this right. Now, whether that's putting her in a role or getting her an opportunity, I don't know that that's what makes this right. Tyler Perry, do your thing. Hey, Tyler saw y'all flip on uh, uh, Elgin from Cosby Show and put him in the next movie he had. So, again, whether it's putting Janet Hubert in a role or not, I don't know if that's the response, but I know it's a possibility. And I know that Will has the power in Hollywood to do something similar. So, find the retribution, Will. Like, Because one thing you could see... And Janet Hubert, no matter what you might have thought about their reunion and how, whether you thought it was genuine, whether you thought, Janet Hubert's hurt, bro. 
Facts. She's hurt, bro. Definitely can and, see that. And in two years of her family disowned her, said you messed up the family name. Ooh. Nigga, imagine your family, you being a breadwinner, and then they telling you you fucked up the family name, and you the only one that made the family name a name in the first place. Like, nigga, I don't know other Hubert. <laughs> nigga, <you> about? <laughs> shout out to my homeboy Hubert. <laughs> I literally one of my best friends, Hubert. Nigga, but uh, dang, his last name is his first name, nigga. And I just remember th- Hubert. <laughs> Do- <laughs> it's a weird ass game dog. Oh, it's so weird dog. I could never get that shit I always jump the fuck off the off the loop <laughs> Like yo Did you ever play Candy Crush? Did you get yeah. caught up in that wave dog? Yeah, I, I never I never played that shit man. I mean it's Candy Crush aka every other yeah. Bedazzled every Yeah it's all the same but I never played Candy Crush I remember the wave uh, My mom's still on like level 45 Cubert uh, Shout out to Cubert though Um no, but I, I really think that there's something to be said for Will Smith's atonement in this moment. You have to make this right. You have to rectify this situation. You cannot just sit back and say, okay, Janet, I love you. I fuck with you. I apologize for what I did 20 years ago. And I invited you here, and if you're okay with it, I would love if you come and see Karen and Tatiana and the rest of the cast. Um, all that's cool, and it's great, and it needs to be step one. But don't get it twisted. That's step one. We want reparations. Repair what you've done. Fam, you got me typecast in Hollywood to the point that people didn't want to work with me. And actually apologize for it, though. Yeah. Because I didn't actually hear it. So well, no, I think he said I'm no, sorry for what I'm done. He said he, like, he, yeah, said yeah. he was sorry. He apologized. Yeah, 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 I but take that back. I'm sorry. But going back to my statement about I don't think we saw the full version of their sit down. I do think that more was said, and maybe it wasn't even in a sit down. Maybe it was off screen because their conversation for real, for real, needs to happen off screen. Jenna didn't want the beef. Nah, she hugged way too long. Nah, and she was so happy to hug that man. Fam. The relief, and it wasn't just the hugs, it was the face touches and the compliments and the, like, she literally genuinely looked like she's been not necessarily waiting on this moment, but just waiting to be in that man's presence to have a good interaction. Because, nigga, for 27 years, I've thought of you and I've connected you to nothing but negative shit. And... I mean, what do what do everybody talk about on the internet nowadays, nigga? We just got a new Black Bear letter. Oh, some just came in live on the air. Yeah. Oh shit! Hold up. Oh, we gonna get to that in two seconds. Let's wrap this up. Oh shit! Two years of side chick. Oh yeah, we getting to it. And uh, shout out to my dog. I ain't gonna say your government on here, but uh, Harvey Specter, what up? Um, that's my guy, guy. This one of my this one oh. of my young boys, man. Uh. But unfortunately, no, 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 not yo Harvey. Shout out to to yo Harvey. But um, no, this is my dog, and I posted in the group and on the uh, the Instagram that if they sent a BlackBerry letter within the next half hour, I would send them a cash app for the culture. Unfortunately, this wasn't within that half hour, so you're not getting the cash. Yeah, this came at 8.56 Yeah, I posted that shit at 6.35, so nah, you're an hour late. But we are about to get to that in a minute. Let's wrap up this Will Smith. I sent it twice, by the way. Oh, shit, it did come in twice. Don't have a cash app. Just send so, money to my 
<laughs> no, yeah. hey, hey, bro, I love you, but you didn't follow directions and you're not getting this money. He said, send the money to his charity, though. Matter of fact, nigga, <laughs> you still not getting this money. And neither is your charity. Uh, ultimately, though, man, what'd you think about the reunion, dog? I, man, I thought it was cool, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and, and I thought. That was dark. I want them to light it more. Not like dark as in. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like lighting up the set. Yeah. I, I get HBO what you're saying. Match kinda, HBO is kind of dark. In itself. I mean, it's that dark purple platform. As soon as you get on that yeah. motherfucker, it's yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I really could see, not just with the older clips, but in the live moment of their reunion, that family aspect that they kept repeating was there. Like you could see that, dog. Like that was cannons to the left of me yeah dog cannons, cannons to, to the, the right, right of me. me shout out to jeffrey man yeah, one man. of one I of like the jeffrey, wittiest and he got better over the course of the show like he always was great master william he got great his was another moment on the finale when he and will said peace and had they hug that i was like i remember that on the finale being a little emotional behind mm-hmm. it because jeffrey was the one who knew all y'all secrets I'm around here when y'all sneaking in at 1 and 2 a.m. And when you going back to the guest house and all. Like, I'm here. Yo, speaking of which, man, something else that fam, uh, Fresh Prince approached that me and you have talked about before. Not forcing your kids out the house soon as they turn 18. And granted, yeah. That's something that poor people do, though. Yeah, man. That's, hey. Like, when you got enough. real fun, life. Like, when, 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 the extra, when the child isn't a burden on you financially. It's yeah. different. You don't got to put them out. Like, but here's the thing, man. They say it's a black people thing. It's a poor people thing. And here's my here's my advice to anyone who thinks that kicking your kid out at 17 or 18, whenever they graduate high school, and telling them, go figure out life, because I had to. Here's my advice. When has that ever gotten any of you niggas more money? Telling your kid to go away. You're going to fuck up their credit early. You're going to fuck up their credit. You might fuck up their life. And guess what? You ain't getting no more bread just because they gone. That money you think you saving because they leave. Oh, shit. An extra $75. Ooh, ball out. Ball out, ho. You ain't getting shit, dog. Let your child live there until they ready to figure their life out, man. And not, you know, if, if they are self-sufficient enough to work and do all of that, teach them responsibility. Teach them paying bills. Have them put in on stuff. Not to the point that it ruins their money and they don't have any fucking money because you got them paying all the bills but to the point that you are showing them some accountability and responsibility and how to live so when they go out there on their own this is not a new concept paying fucking rent nigga Man, i got my five dollars allowance every month i mean every week and mm-hmm. my mom and my parents made me i had to tie it off of my my five dollars i had to put my 50 cent every sunday in you that's one thing um my one of my aunts Salute to my Aunt Tracy. She made my two little cousins tithe every week when they got paid. Literally every They was tithing from the Chick-fil-A checks all the way through college, dog. And she instilled that in them. Um, My mom, she didn't make me tithe, but she made me save. She would give me my allowance, whatever it might be. Some weeks it might go up because I might have did something around the house that was cool. Um... But she made me save and she taught me the importance of saving. And then my dad being the hustler that my dad was, he taught me about saving straight cash. Don't go out there. Straight cash, homie. Like, don't don't go out there. Fuck a credit. Fuck it all. I don't know if my dad's ever had a credit card, dog. I know he ain't never had a cell phone. Um, But he taught me about putting straight cash up, dog. 
If you ain't got it in cash, you ain't got it. That was what he taught me. And between him and my mom's teaching, they put me on, man. And I just, I feel like, like Jay said, it's a poor people thing. It's not a black people thing. But stop rushing your kid into the fucking universe and out into the world um, the minute that, that they have, fucking. That you have not prepared them for. Yeah, the minute that the fucking calendar changes. Because guess what? Not only have you not prepared them, nine times out of ten, neither has their school system, dog. They don't know about nothing that's finna happen once they leave out in this world, man. Um, right, man real quick, let's get into uh before we get into the black letter dog, Blackberry letter, pardon me. It's a show that I started watching the other day. And I mentioned it in the group. I mentioned it at the top of this pod. I want everybody to go watch just the first episode of this show. And if it don't suck you in by the end of the episode, pause. Then y'all niggas call me. Cause we need to talk What's her name <laughs> It's a show on Amazon Prime Called Mad Dogs Came out in like 2015 2016 Okay The only black person in it Is Romney Malco Who's my nigga Okay um, It's Essentially what I told uh, Shorty when we was Watching it the other day I'd never heard of this show I remember he talked I remember him talking About this show On the Breakfast Club So literally I was talking to Shorty When we were watching it Cause she said I watched episode one And then she said I stopped and I text you Watch episode one and then we got to watch it together because this shit's crazy. My nigga. That first episode alone and then the final, the remaining uh, or the next four because we on episode five. My nigga, this shit got so, it was like a dramatic, violent hangover. The movie Hangover or The Hangover. It was like a dramatic, violent version of that. Like, yeah, there were still a lot of comedic elements but nigga, it got so fucking dark, dog. Yeah, I mean, I watch it. I Yo, it's on Amazon Prime. It's one season. They literally only created it to be a miniseries. They said that the ratings were good enough that Amazon talked to them about doing a season two. But ultimately, the creator of the show was like, nah, I made it for one season. I want to keep it there. I'm hoping that the latter half, the remaining five episodes are as good as the first ones. Because nigga, them first five literally blew me away, dog. Shit was great. Mad Dogs, Amazon Prime, tap into it. If y'all don't like it at the end, you got to watch episode one all the way through the end. Because it fucking goes so left, nigga. And watch it. Tell me it don't draw you in. If it don't, then nigga, call Amazon Prime. Get your money back. Don't call it. All right, man. Blackberry letter time, dog. Shout out to the homie Harvey Specter for sending this in. The can has been cracked, so you know your man's is back. Facts. What's good, fellas? The pod and group keep me cracking up. Keep up the work, OGs. Now, the story I'm going to tell y'all is 100% true. This is one of my girl best friends. Let's call her Sarah. She's been dating this foreign guy, Abu, she met at work for the past two and a half years. He convinced her to quit her job at one of the top hospitals in the area because people were asking questions about seeing them or seeing, asking questions about them seeing each other. He's never fucked her. They've only given each other head. He's never spent the night at her house, and he still lives with his parents. He's 35. Abu probably comes from a household that don't kick you out till you're ready to get married. That's what this sounds like. He's Indian, possibly? Potentially. Um, his mom tracks his location, and he lies and tells her he's at his friend's house when he's really with Sarah. He's never introduced her to any of his friends or family. 
Whenever they go out, he makes them drive to far out restaurants or shops not near where they live or work. He refuses to spend holidays with her or go to any kind of trips because he doesn't know what to tell his mom. I told my girl, I think the nigga married and got a family. Sarah refuses to wake up after multiple interventions. Sarah is convinced that this guy is the one for her and has turned down multiple guys who tried to date her. He forbid her to post pictures of them on her social media and they aren't friends on any accounts. Fellas, what advice would you give to Sarah so she can wake the fuck up and I can stop hearing about it? Also, what are your theories on Abu? Appreciate you guys. Yo, this is weird. So is it the stuff that he's saying is what he's been telling her that he lives with his mom? Yeah. But do they don't they don't really know that he lives with his mom. It ain't confirmed. So, so he my, could live with his. So my dog think he got a wife. My children, yeah. Because <laughs> my dad called my mom mama. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah. Uh, yo, this nigga married. Potentially, or um, his parents are racist. Yeah, and his whole community is racist because Abu sounds like he's not American. Yeah, 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 and he said he's a foreign guy. He said that in there. Um, so, 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 when you quit your job, I mean. Maybe Boo, maybe a Boo a terrorist. <laughs> like, <laughs> what if this nigga is like running from? Like, I don't understand. You quit your job and did what? Yeah, because I was thinking I was gonna say he told her to quit her job and then like live with him, let him take care of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that sort of thing. You gotta quit your job because the people at your job asked about me. Sound like yeah, sound like he's just controlling. Not that this is now what we didn't see in the letter. And maybe it was implied. So only, so every time she pull up, she just got to give Abu some head. <laughs> Abu got the game on lock. Click, clack. Goddamn, Abu. <laughs> oh, shit. Drop Cool's bomb. <laughs> Abu. <laughs> you going to holler at Abu. No, but um, quit your job. Something my dick was like, damn. <laughs> Oh shit Yo Quit your job Suck my dick I mean Damn For the win God damn it Yo That's one of the (laughs) Hey And don't ever post me Okay Yo (laughs) Quit your job Suck my dick Is one of the wildest statements Ever said on this part Yo Hold up Can I make that into an acronym For the name of the pod Quit your job, son. yo! Quit your job, suck my, my dick, yo! I was already there with you. <laughs> the story is still grab your <laughs> squeeze. Uh. <laughs> Holy fuck! Quit your job, son. Don't you ever post my pics? <laughs> got to get the right one. I live with my mama and got the right one. Oh shit! Holy fuck! This pod just went off the fucking rails. Um. So Abu being foreign sound like his whatever he from they don't like black people, and even if they do like black people, they don't like you dating black people. Like he's probably supposed. I'm to also be, assuming Sarah's black. I'm a. And that's I'm a, a wild assumption. Yeah, because Sarah ain't the, ain't the blackest name ever. If Sarah is white, um, well, they so could also not like white people. <laughs> he probably got to marry somebody from his culture. Yeah, like on some that's arranged, what this sound like. Like on some arranged marriage type shit. Yeah. Or nigga, you married? 
Cause like when we're not we're not we're not putting that out. <laughs> like you just got a family. Yeah. And I'm taking you far out because my friends and family stay in the Detroit metro area and we in uh Port Huron. <laughs> like <laughs> um Yo, that's weird. Yo. And he can tell his woman, I mean he can tell his wife, like, yo, I didn't have sex with nobody tonight and be telling the truth. Cause the he name just of got this the- episode is absolutely Q Y J S M D. <laughs> QYASMD. Oh shit. That I'm just fucked saying, me up. Dog. Yeah, um he got, he got Abu sound like he got a wife at the crib, man. Uh and again, we what literally the name of the monkey. But here's the, the thing though. Abu, yep. Here's the thing though, because we literally, literally, it's wild how these letters and, and voice notes kind of timed themselves and came in right after we had had discussions about the shit that they was on. We just talked about not kicking your kid out like poor people not kicking your kid out just because they turn 18 like yeah but 35 is 35 is you doubled is, up nigga <laughs> like we didn't we didn't went through one through 18 twice almost yeah, like damn, yeah nigga, 35 damn. is old uh i'm sure if they were working at the same hospital nigga, abu you're, had his shit you're together bald, nigga like but some motherfuckers are literally like if you're not married you ain't gotta go if you ain't married, you ain't got to go. And for Abu, he looking at Sarah like, mm, I'm never going to be able to marry you because you ain't whatever my race is. His mom tracks his location? Now, that sounds like some wife shit. Yeah. That sounds like some wife shit. Abu got a wife at the crib, dog. Come on. Let's, let's be Hey, real. hey, bro. It's not uh, you can, but, but, but listen, there's nothing you can tell her. No. Nah. And, and so I have two pieces of advice. One for Sarah, one for my man Harvey. Um... First of all, bro, Abu has a wife. This is for Sarah. Abu has a wife, probably a whole family. Abu is living his own fucking life. The whole, yo, we go far out to go on dates and shit so nobody from my fam or our job can see it. Nigga, that's you cheating, bro. Um, Abu has a wife, so do with that what you will. And guess what? This is clearly working out for you. Let him be married in peace. It's, kid, I mean, like, you happy. It's an episode of The Office where Michael is dating the woman from the bar. She's the manager from the bar. And he's telling them, he's telling the office, the whole staff, about a date they went on out in the Poconos. And Kelly asked him, why did y'all go way out to the Poconos? It's one of them restaurants right here in the city. Like, why y'all ain't just go here? She was like, she cheating on you. Instantly, that was her first response. She cheating on you. And Michael was like, what? Like, And then it went down a whole rabbit hole. And she's like, Kelly was like, when I was dating Ryan and he was cheating on me, he would always take me to this diner way the fuck out here. Sarah, you're getting cheated on. Or actually, you're the mistress. And you don't know it. So do with that what you will. But it's clearly working out for me. My advice to my nigga Harvey, stop trying to tell her shit. Let her live her fucking life. Because if she's somebody who you can't talk to. At, at this particular point. Yeah. You better have fun with this shit. Like, yo, where your man's at? Yeah. Are we haven't like, keep, yeah. keep keep inviting them to shit. Just like, it's the running joke. Here's my thing. I'm 36 years old. Um, Since roughly about like 31, I'm going to give you advice one time. Not that my advice is gold. Not that it's the right answer and not that I'm going to tell if you ask my opinion based on something that's going on in your life, I'm going to tell you one time. If you come back with that same situation, why you think a boy ain't never hit? 
Mm-hmm. Mike got some. I mean, she's well, he letting her SSD. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. At first, I'm like, well, maybe he like ashamed of his. Man. But like, well, you didn't let. Abu getting old too. He might have erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Nigga, old living at his mama crib and his wife crib. I don't get that part. No, nah, I don't, I don't know why he ain't fucking. Maybe Sarah don't want him to fuck. Maybe she not comfortable fucking till she know. Like he don't got a wife. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know why they. You mean? Hey, I, if I y'all have, cool giving I each other have a head, wife, and you can just uh, yo. If y'all cool giving each other head for two years, do y'all? That shit. Weird. It does feel like yo. If y'all were dating for two and a half years though, and nothing was like going down, like nothing specific, y'all would have had normals, and y'all were doing that, y'all would have just went ahead and had regular sex. But he also said, "Abu ain't never spent a night at Sarah's crib. Why Sarah ain't letting that man spend a night?" Or do he not want to? His air quotes mom has his location. He can't spend no fucking night out. Mm, not over there with that black white girl. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like at, even at 35, fam, you can spend a night somewhere, mm-hmm. but not if you got a wife. Yeah, if you got a wife, um, they're saying good fellas. Fuck is you eating that? Sir? You gotta go home. <laughs> like I can, you can get some toppy in the car, but how? You gotta go home. How are you? How are you? Like all of this is fun But you gotta go home man. Paulie told that nigga Harvey Quit trying to give her advice dog Um, If she not listening man Again I've learned in my 30s It's part of being a wise OG Can't keep telling motherfuckers The same thing dog Cause people ultimately Gonna do what they wanna do And if I tell you Stop fucking with somebody And you keep fucking with them when you come back around for that advice on what to do about them again, that next time I ain't going to have no sage advice. I'm going to just sit there and listen. And I'm going to let you, because you can vent to me. I'm always going to be your friend, but I'm not going to offer no fucking opinions and no advice if you don't listen the first time around and you do the opposite of what I told you. So fuck out of here. Um, And Harvey, I would tell Sarah, fuck out of here after you tell her that nigga married as hell, bro. And yeah, man, we appreciate you sending that letter. I am not sending you any money because you did not send that within the time frame. Uh, And I'm also not sending it to my nigga Macho because he didn't send his follow-up within the time frame either. So shout out to the culture for saving our money. My cousin did send me, if you know anyone interested working for the Biden-Harris administration, send them to buildbackbetter.gov. They are hiring for every department and every federal I don't know why she sent me that. That's shit. kind of wild. That's kind of how old you cut? She older. Yeah. I feel like, like I'm yeah. Not, but everybody older than me sends it, wild shit. What's so funny in this group that she sent that in? Yeah. Like we be on, be on ten, nigga. <laughs> like whole body in them head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so like, why you? Nope. That's wild. Um, parting parting thoughts, man. What else you got going on this week? Oh, it's Thanksgiving. Let's acknowledge the fucking holiday. Oh, yeah, week. yeah, yeah. Um, um Thanksgiving yo, tomorrow man. night is or tonight. While y'all listen, this is the biggest bar night of the year, and that shit closed, my nigga. You're so not going out. Was that Michigan? Oh no, no, no. That's Pennsylvania. Did you hear what they did in Pennsylvania? I did not. They actually shut bars and shit down on Wednesday. Like literally, you can't go. Not even for like a carryout. All that shit closed tomorrow. Literally. They said, nigga, y'all not finna even pretend like you going out on the biggest bar night of the year. Fuck out of here. So they they shut the whole uh, shit down. Confirmed Biden. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pennsylvania confirmed Biden. I posted that earlier, I think. Um, Georgia has confirmed Biden for the third time. Michigan. Um, Michigan confirmed Biden. Biden's the fucking president, man. Oh, and uh, they said Trump's 
uh, people finally started the transition process with Biden's camp. Um, and Trump, because he still got to be an asshole. I'll be he honest, said, though. yo, we transition him, but he was like, I'm still fighting on the back end. But right now, I'm I know okay with that. It. Not because I think he, he's going to yeah, win or not yeah. that I want him to win. If that's a rule that's set up that you can do this, let them niggas run the and right process. Half my problem with America, it ain't the shit that people do. It's the fact that it's rules that allow them to do it. And like, if you there's a, me? if there's like, if there's a legitimately a people like, why? If I think y'all niggas cheated, whether I, me personally, Man. believe it, if you think niggas cheated, and there's an option and a way for you to to dispute that, yeah. yo, run that shit out. Well, right Colin now, Colin Kaepernick did it. Right now, thirty different courts have told Trump to fuck off. Um, hey, you don't have the evidence. Once that shit is run, run your now it's Man. a wrap. Now, Man. if everything has been exhausted Man. legally, and you still on some fuck shit. Yeah. That's a different story. At a certain point, it's a matter of national security. Um, when you don't transition over certain information to the incoming uh, party, like there are things, for instance, the pandemic plan that Obama had in place when he transitioned over to Trump. Granted, he gave it to Trump and then Trump and them destroyed it. And now they like, oh, Obama never gave us anything. But it's like, all right, nigga, clearly he did. But say Obama was saying, no, nah, I'm not going to give you this. And then a fucking pandemic happened. Listen, Obama would look like a shitty ass nigga right now. High take, warm take, whatever. I think the uh, the the pandemic plan that Obama and Joe Biden had when they was in office, mm-hmm. I think that shit was horrible. Cause mm. Sixty million niggas got H one N one. Hey, sixty million. Yeah. And if that shit was as deadly as as, as COVID? Corona, we wouldn't be on this microphone right now. Now, does that mean? Get rid of a task force. Yeah. It does no, not. No, it probably means you should probably hire a better one. Yeah. <laughs> not or get like, rid of it. Or at minimum, sit down and talk to them niggas and like, be like, "Like, what y'all think went wrong?" Yo, all, all right. So some shit didn't work. Let's have a convo. Um, I I saw a cat earlier on Facebook say, "Yo, only two percent of Americans, or ninety eight percent of Americans." haven't gotten COVID or some shit or haven't mm-hmm. died from COVID, something like that. I can't remember his exact stat. Somebody responded and was like, do you realize like 2% of however many people in America is like 6 million people? Like, nigga, don't just, don't act like that 98% is like out of 100. Like 98 oh, niggas man. didn't get it. It's just weird. It's so man. wild that like, because when this shit first hit, everybody went OD with it. Mm-hmm. It was like, yo, Two million people gonna be dead. Yeah. Well, two hundred thousand died. So yep. hey. not that that's yeah, good, yeah. but like everybody jumped out the window so quickly, and um, I mean we were scared. We didn't know what the fuck was going on. So it is what it is. Um, I enjoyed um Dave Chappelle. Yeah, man, go watch that eighteen minute clip if you haven't uh, already. That shit was make, beautiful. Make your own mind up about Kevin Hart. One hundred percent. Watch the um, Fresh Prince uh, reunion. And if you're trying to get into the holiday spirit, man, me and Jay was gonna come on here and talk about Jingle Jangle, currently streaming on Netflix. But I gotta be a hundred percent honest, dog. That's not something that I, I tried to watch. It's not something I could watch by myself. I need to. I need to. Go. I need a family vibe. I might need some children there. Yeah, I need to bring minimum. Young, I need my girl with me, and I was trying to watch a dolo. Yeah, I, I need to bring a young lady over to the crib yeah. and watch that because um, that's not a um, I fell asleep. 
And it was a musical. So literally, that was my problem. I let you see the text in my phone. Uh, I told my girl, like, yeah, I'm watching Jingle. I'm about to turn on Jingle Jangle, get into it. And then literally, like, 15 minutes later, I text her back, and I was like, so I'm switching over to Fresh Prince because I just dozed off, nigga, and I don't have time to doze off right now. Um, but Jingle Jangle on Netflix, uh, Anika Noni Rose, Keegan-Michael Key, uh, Forrest Whitaker, Felicia Rashad, a bunch of folks, black, great actors. Go watch it. Go support it. Watch it with your family on Thursday when everybody's sitting around. Watch it with the kids while everybody's cooking and y'all getting ready for Thanksgiving dinner. Um, You got plans for Thanksgiving? It's kind of a different Thanksgiving with COVID. Yeah. Um, I'll probably go to my cousin's house. Okay. Um, a small gathering. But then the yeah. family is doing a, a, a giant a Zoom session. Oh, dope. Um, And then we're going to do um, a, a musical game where okay. someone plays a song and then you got to play a song that tops that song. I, I've played a similar game. So um, um, some sometimes it kind of it went kind of went down in a group chat earlier today. I got a family group chat with like thirty people. Yeah. Um, but it's gonna go down um, about seven o'clock on Thanksgiving. Um, but before that, um, I might slide over to my cousin's house, grab a plate, and um, come back. Um, you know, I've just been getting shit at the crib together. And, and yeah, yeah. I kind of I kind of want to just relax. Yeah, yeah. So, I've been I've been off. I'm off this whole week, but. Um, hadn't really got much of a chance to really relax. Uh, yesterday was kind of busy and, and ended up being random toward the end of the day. Uh, today I got up 7am, went and go, went to go work out with my trainer and, um, and we had to pod obviously. So tomorrow I really want to try to not just relax, but like get some things done. I want to clean up a little bit, get the crib together and, uh, and just make shit feel good. And then Thursday Small gathering at my mom's crib. It'll probably be me, my parents, and uh, and my girl. And then we probably shoot to shorty grandma crib or something like that. But keeping it light, man. COVID has has kind of making made it a little like, eh. I don't know if I want you know a large gathering. I don't want. I've seen a lot less friendsgivings than I did over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um. So and I mean they still have friendsgivings between now and Christmas, but. Seen a lot less of them, man. COVID just kind of made you feel a little more restricted about these large gatherings. So whatever y'all do, man, from Ann and Jay, we hope y'all have a safe, enjoyable holiday. If you're getting out in these streets, Black Friday shopping, uh, be safe, man. Be careful. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Use your sanitizer. One thing I thought was kind of funny. And only eat cranberry sauce out of the can. Yo, my mom's fresh cranberry sauce is fire, so... No, I need the ridges, fam. The ridges is fire, too, but when I tell you, like, it's different. Um, One thing I thought that was kind of funny, I seen this on Twitter earlier. Um, said, Americans celebrating Thanksgiving by spreading disease is actually an incredibly accurate way to honor the holiday. <laughs> um, Then I saw another tweet... Drop one of bombs no, that's the that bar. That's the bar. Then I saw another one that said, on September 11th, nearly 3,000 people were killed, and we reorganized the entire federal government. We're now losing that many people every three days, and the Senate went home early for Thanksgiving. God bless America. <laughs> Fuck the Senate about to do. Nigga, they could fucking figure out how to get these niggas like $1,200 again. Because niggas is actually hurt. Like, I know a lot of folks 
aren't saying it right now and everybody getting their jokes hurt. off, it's a lot of people hurt. You hurt. know, you know, you behind the scenes on a lot of this shit. Hurts. It's niggas hurt right now behind not seeing an additional stimulus during this time, dog. Yeah. They're not going to see it until what's going I'm not going. It's, it's, it's going to be a while, man. It's going to um, be a minute. Uh, but guess what? Yeah. Uh, robbery is a holiday. I'll call it Thanksgiving. Cam. And guess what, nigga? Black Friday, post up in the parking lot at the fucking mall, nigga. Snatch anything from these niggas. And guess what? The government's allowing you to wear a mask for free. So mask up. Enjoy your fucking holiday. From the culture to y'all, This Week in Culture, episode 133. Anna J, wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your fucking week. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. <laughs> 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 oh man. That's how we get laughs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>